officially recording. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that, you know that song, right? No, I don't know that. You don't song. know that. It's one of the biggest '80s song. It, and you're you're that age, dude. You should totally get that. There's no excuse. No, 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 no. I know the song. There's no excuse. I, I, I but it, I, I know, I know. Aha! Uh-huh. And and there's and there's another one, babe. There was like another hit of theirs. That one I don't remember. I just remember "Take on Me." It was, yeah, was very famous. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You still hear it? Yeah. Because there's a falsetto in there that's very hard to hit. Mm. Well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> welcome, bro. <laughs> it's it's so nice to be in Burbank. Yes. Uh in the neighborhood that's uh features hay. <laughs> you got a lot of hay in your neighborhood, bro. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, man. It's it's pretty cold. I, I like I love the weather outside, bro. You know it, what I mean? It feels like fall. It reminds me of New England where I'm from. Just for that, I'm gonna give you a dose of the Boston accent a little bit. You know what? Go, okay, okay. So forward. that's exactly what I was I, I was hoping for. You brought me all the way up here just for that, right? No, well, one of the reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what makes the Boston accent different from like because okay, so I'm ignorant when it comes to the accents. Sure. Okay, I'm ignorant because a Boston accent kind of sounds kind of like. <laughs> Sounds like Irish to me And sounds exactly like the same As the New York accent So if you could break it down Okay um, It's The laziest way of speaking I guess is how I would describe it It's uh, And it's very similar to Australian In that sense Where they just kind of Don't open their mouth very much You know (laughs) So right Like so That's Australian right You don't open your mouth really eh Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah right Right, you get it right, and Boston's just like that. Like, yeah, you want park your car, huh? You want park your car, eh? Like, oh, come on, fuck See, off. See, it right? sounds like it sounds like uh, like thing. like an Italian in New York. It does sound a little, bit, you know. Hey, you want to park your car, yeah? <laughs> yes, sure. There's a kind of a bite and a more more of an energy to the New York accent, though. That uh, I think. Like if you add a little head bob. Okay, to, okay, okay. Now you give me, new, give so me the like, same. Hey, you get your pocky guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. More that kind of energy, which Boston does not. That's the difference. Okay, give me the Boston. Boston. The Boston is yeah, you pocky guy. What do you? Did you? Is this your lottery ticket? Who the fuck's lottery ticket is this? Huh? Did you buy this fucking ticket, dude? I bought it at Cumbies. You bought it at Cumbies. Why didn't you give me a fucking Red Bull, you piece of shit? You know, it's like, it's kind of like that. It doesn't quite have that. Uh, it does sound tough. Not quite as tough as New York, though. There's a level of toughness to these accents, and I think I Boston say, is up there. But I think New yeah, York, okay, New York so, so, overtakes so, that. So, what has the most aggressive accent? Obviously, German. German? Yes, no, that's no, no, right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not talking about like world accent. I'm talking oh. about in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S. It's Probably New York, right? It's got to be New York. It got to be New York. And I opinion. would say Boston, Boston, or could I put Pittsburgh in there too? Uh, Pittsburgh. Hmm. No. Babe, I can't put Pittsburgh in there. What's that thing they all say? Yins, yins. Is it sounds like Fargo, huh? Yins, yins is uh, instead of saying use guys, it's like yins, yins is going to the bar or whatever. They, uh, something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm probably just destroying the Pittsburgh thing right there, and I apologize for those people listening from Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> that's not what we, that's not what we say. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's quite as tough as the bar. It goes, it's like New York, Boston, super tough accents. Yeah, for sure. man. I mean, I can't even do like and and everybody else, as especially like the accents, uh, the South, the Midwest, and even the Northern West, kind of all sound the same. 
to me they do it, there's there's they distinguish though too like the, there is a texan accent and then there's like a northern texan accent and a southern texan accent yeah 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 and yeah. then there's like the midwest which is missouri and kansas there's an accent going on out there uh and then of course you have a georgian accent uh, yeah, and then there's dude. a Florida accent for sure, and and they these are all there's a Florida accent. There is a Florida accent. What is and the they Florida make, accent? They make distingu- they stink- distinguish these. I can't tell the difference very much. I can kind of tell the difference between a Texas like a Texas accent. I can kind of pick up, but a lot of these other ones I cannot. And Alabama's in there, and Oklahoma's in there, and they all yeah have, yeah. It's, they it's, all it's, seem it's, to have their own flavors. It's very subtle. I guess you got to live in those parts. As they call, I think they call them part, in those parts. You got to live in those parts to find to figure out the little eccentricities of them accents there, son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. hold on. So you're from Boston? Yeah, I'm from Massachusetts originally. Okay. Yeah. You knew that, right? Uh, yes, I did, but I didn't know exactly where you grew up at, though. Yeah. So I'm uh, from a town north of Boston, a, a real uh, working class. Is it a uh, suburb? Is it a suburb of Boston? It's a suburb of Boston. What is it called? It's called Haverhill. 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 Very, yeah. very working class. Like extremely one working class. Haverhill uh, <coughs> is a mostly white. Uh, it's mostly white. Poor white, mostly. Uh, it's a. Shoe, Are we talking about like like shoe, Irish white? Are we talking uh, about mostly Italian and Irish? Oh, okay. All right. There's a lot of Italians there because Haverhill was uh, a town that made shoes. That's what we were. We shoe factories. We made all the shoes in the U.S. for at least 70 years. We made, well, not all, but we made most of the shoes in this country. So who makes shoes? Who works with leather? Italians. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So a lot of Italians came over uh, and they could come, if they came to Haverhill, my town, they could get a job right away, speaking English or not. They could work in a shoe factory. They could work with shoes. They all knew how to work leather. Oh, my shit. relatives are... My great great grandfather, as a matter of fact, was a uh, a foreman at that factory, at one of the factories in my town, uh, in, an Italian dude, and he got so, a lot so of how his, many... he got a lot of his relatives and friends that came over jobs in the factory. He's like, so, don't worry, I got you, you know that so, kind of so, shit. So, so how many generations of your family grew up? What what city again? Haverhill. So, what how how many generations of families do you have over there? Uh, so right now, uh, it's just grandma. And down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My great grandmother passed away about ten years ago. So for a while, I had her yeah. as, as well, and she was. Uh, because my last guest, Jordan Lear, he's oh, he's from Michigan, Constantine, Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very. Uh, it's same thing. Very white neighborhood. I don't. I don't know what kind of white, but he's uh, very white. So I'm always interested to see like, like other. Okay, so very white neighborhood you grew up in. So what's the next demographic? That's that's the next populated in in your in in. So okay, so Italians and Irish mostly in yeah. my town, and they don't get along. Uh, and <laughs> well, they you'd be surprised. It's like I, I haven't watched too many movies <laughs> that the Irish and the Italians don't get along, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was they did have their own, you know, each had their own mafia. And, and, yeah, uh, but you'll find that there's a lot of mixed Italian Irish people, such as myself in in Massachusetts in. in uh, there's a lot of people that are half Irish, half Italian. A lot of the, uh, I think the, I think the Irish men really, you know, those Italian women are beautiful uh, and exotic. Yeah. They were like, oh, what is? They're like, hey, what is this Mediterranean look? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yes, they yeah. got the. Oh, I love the, the, the dark hair and the curves. Uh, I, uh, nothing, oh, laddie. Oh, uh, I wanna give her my shillelagh. That's so hot. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. So I think there's something going on. I think those Italian <laughs> women, those Italian women, the Irishmen found um, 
found attractive. Although, I mean, if you drink as much as the Irish, you could probably find a, a cow to be attractive. Yeah, jeez. Uh, yeah. I know. They drink a lot. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, the, the show I'm watching right now, Warrior, it's... it's um, it's it's I th- I think it's only two seasons. It it was on on Cinemax and and HBO got the rights for it now. It's all about it, it, it's all about how the Chinese got here, and now the Chinese when the Chinese got here, all the Irish people were pissed off because the Chinese were taking their jobs. So they were the first Mexicans, you know. And <laughs> well, the, so well, the Irish were really the first Mexicans, correct? That's they, true. They were treated That's true. Horribly. Yeah. Uh, and then. You know, the the jobs that the Chinese came to take away from the Irish were the most undesirable jobs available anyways. So I don't know what we what the Irish were bitching about. It they're like there was oh my rail, God, a lane no, I'm not track. gonna be able to work on the railroad for yeah. sixteen hours a day. I for, cannot lay track for, for forty cents. What you're taking my forty cents twenty four hour a day job, you know. I mean, what were they really complaining about at Man. that point? Is it true that they uh, I mean, I don't know how fa- historically accurate this show that you're watching is it true that the the chinese that were brought over were slaves to this or did they come voluntarily to work over here do you um, did, did they tell you that i don't know i'm not a history buff it does seem like it does seem like they were like kind of like indentured servants mm-hmm. in a way you know yeah. what i mean so yeah man it's weird i mean man sometimes sometimes i think about it like you think your situation's bad now you know what i mean Whatever you're going through, at least it wasn't back then. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. It's like I, I, you know, you, you, you could be addicted to meth. You could, be, you know, your, 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 your life could spiral downward. But at least you're not laying track for a freaking ascent for a full day. Yeah, can you imagine? And then you die, and they just, they just, they just shove your body onto yeah. the side. They're like, no, that's all right. Just ignore. Eddie's dead, but you know. <laughs> Lunch break, ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling, you know. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, whatever you're doing now. We, you know, our, uh, we're very lucky. We're very lucky to be born when we were born, you know. Our, uh, My God. Okay, our, so our, how old are you exactly? Our level of comfort. 37? So, okay, so we grew up in pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're we we're 80s, 90s heads. Yeah. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm crazy about the 80s and 90s I'm music. Cra- yeah. I'm crazy about those 80s movies, 90s movies. Oh, as, yeah. Okay, as, so as well. so uh, uh, give, uh, me, give, me, give me your top hits for the movies, your, 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 oh, your okay. go-tos. Well, I like the... Uh, <coughs> I like those classic 80 mo- 80s movies such as uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Of course. And uh, do you, have you seen Breakfast Club? <laughs> yeah. I, I love those movies so much. Uh, yeah. And I also like the National Lampoon's movies. I, really, I love those. I, those used to crack me up as a kid. I yeah. thought those were the funniest yeah. things. And then going into the 90s, of course, I love the Chris Farley movies very much. Chris so. Farley's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Farley movies were just yeah. tremendous. I mean, I mean, I want to get all the standards out of the way because those are so obvious, like the Indiana Jones and the Back to the Future. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, sure, but, sure. But, those but, are everybody loves. That every, yeah. But my favorite of of uh, probably a top five is Big Trouble in Little China. I love Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, uh, Kurt it's Russell. One of, oh, great, great oh. flick, man. Yeah. So you know, uh, there's a character in in there. You know, the guy with the long nails. Yeah. Uh, who had the who Lo wanted? Chan. Yeah, Lo Chan wanted the girl. That, yeah. That, that girl, and he she he dressed her up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, so he is he. Uh, when I came out here, I had a. Uh, at the time, I had a commercial agent, a voiceover agent, and I remember sitting in their office. Uh, it was my first few months in in LA, and and he came in. Shut the fuck up! And he up. came How in. You know him? How and he I... sat right down. We had the same agent, and so I he sat right next to me as we we waited to go. You know, we would go to our agency, <coughs> and they would take us one by one into the sound booth to record our our auditions for the day. You know, we him and I weren't obviously auditioning for the same thing. I mean, he does his own thing. He does a lot of animation. Turns out. 
but I had a nice little conversation with him about that movie, which I just really, really loved. Shut the fuck up. And I up. asked him, you know, does do people do people you know bring up this movie? He goes, you know, oh yeah, all the time because it's a cult favorite, and yeah. it is. It's a cult favorite. It's a cult favorite, man. Yeah, I was so blown away by him. To me, that was like a major celebrity. Yeah, and, you know, some people. Yeah. yeah, you know, you 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 meet whoever you know. I don't know. Uh, insert celebrity Johnny Depp or Brad Pitt. But to me, that guy, I was like that guy. Yeah, oh, that guy was like, oh my god, that was tremendous because that's one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time. He's been in some other things that I've seen too. Usually playing the evil guy um but he he was great man he was really friendly and he has a great voice you know i can see why he does as much voiceover work he's like ah, 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 ah yeah ah. He's yeah I, I felt the same way when i met uh candy man the, the candy the man. candy man the candy man the candy man who is that guy uh, I, I forgot but uh i i, I did a, a a comedy show in riverside and they had like a horror con and uh, my friend was like, hey, I have free tickets. And I go, I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh. So we went to the horror con and literally like I'm staring at I'm like, is that is that? I mean, he didn't change at all. He still yeah. looks and he's the nicest guy ever. I'm like, I'm yeah. a big fan. Like, hey, okay, yeah. thank you. What's your name? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, man. Those are great. Those horror cons. Yeah. You but, could... uh, did you ever get into like Phantasm? So Phantasm, that little ball with the thing. Um, yeah, with the very old dude. Yeah, with the super old dude. I really enjoyed Phantasm 1, and I want to say I went and rewatched it. I think that's the only one that matters. Five, five years ago, because the other ones were quite bad. But that first movie is pretty good, because I remember as a child being so freaked out by mausoleums after I saw yeah, that movie. Yeah, right. You know, like, like, oh, my God, a mausoleum? You know, what the fuck? Because <laughs> like, of fa Phantasm specifically. So I'm like, is, this, it's, is it as scary as I think? And I rewatched it. And yes, it's that scary. I do this often. I'll I'll, I'll rewatch uh, horror movies spe specifically to see if it was just because I was a child that I was scared, or is this movie really holding up? I recently watched another. It's a '90s horror movie that Which I'm one? sure you've seen. It's called Event Horizon. Fuck yeah! Yeah, with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. This, still good. This movie still scared the shit out of me. Yeah. This this movie really holds up. A very very good horror movie, man. Uh, and I've talked to a few people. I've recommended this movie recently because a lot of people have forgotten about this movie. Imagine, for your listeners, imagine a haunted house, but it was a, it's a spaceship. It's a spaceship, bro. This movie is very scary, man. It really holds up. I was mm. I really loved it, and it's got a nice sci. If you if you love sci-fi, it's a good. It, you know, it's probably I love sci-fi. It's got to be the best sci-fi horror movie ever made. Um, but yeah, tremendous movies I mean, from I the nineties uh, and eighties. What else sci-fi? I mean, okay, well. Well, uh, um, back to Event Horizon. Um, yeah, uh, that one. But was there a movie that you saw and I were like, oh, that is, it was because I was a kid. Oh. Uh, I could tell you one. So, uh, For, yeah, uh, I could uh, tell you one uh, as well. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was going to say the ah, same one. Yeah, because yeah, I watch it. I watch it now. I watch yeah, it now. It's yeah. stand-up comedy. Sure. It is comedy. It's Freddy totally Krueger is fucking hilarious, it, bro. It, it really... <laughs> It really gave me nightmares though back in the day, right? Yeah, so, um, 100%. But it doesn't really hold up. It doesn't really hold up uh, at, uh, at all. No. Uh, it didn't scare me like that. Uh, yeah, shit, man. It was, just, it, it was funny, man. Can I tell you one of my favorite 80s movies that uh, is pretty, it's pretty silly, uh, and I'm almost embarrassed to say how much I like it, but I know when I say it that you'll really love it. Don't say but surf, I, surf Ninjas. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, no, don't worry about that. That's one of my favorites. Uh, it's a uh, weird science. Weird science. How, yeah, would, no, yeah. how Why do you feel ashamed oh, by that? Because well, a lot of people really think that movie's so ridiculous. Oh, these two kids—they, they, 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 
take a magazine hot, hot and girl, put it, yeah. they put the magazine through a printer or whatever, like a paper shredder yeah, thing, and it yeah, makes this yeah. fucking this girl. Like it does seem silly, correct? I mean, it's not as silly as a Big Trouble Little China, though. <laughs> Big Trouble Little China was, you know, was yeah, you could be right about silly. that. Yeah, that's pretty silly. Yeah, but weird science gets so. I mean, the guy turns into a piece of shit in the movie. I mean, how much? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? He yeah. turns into a piece, a pile of shit. I mean, it's really silly. It's really silly. So I'm kind of embarrassed to say how much I like that. But as a kid, <coughs> I mean, me and my friends used to just remember the lines in that movie and say them all the time. Weird Science was meant so much to me. I just really loved that movie. I haven't watched it in so long. I wonder, other than the bar scene, I, I don't know if the rest of the movie will even be funny to me. But yeah, the, yeah. Because, but I like the bar scene. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, uh, I think it's just a generational thing because... You know, every generation, they're so stuck. Like, this is the best. Uh, this, yeah. You know, I grew up in the best era, you know. And I know it's a generational thing, but I really, really honestly feel, even the slapstick movies when I was growing up, like the airplanes. The airplanes you know? are really great. But who watches those anymore? Does no, anybody watch no, these no, movies? No, nobody watches. And it was fucking, the, 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 that's like the the zenith of comedy, yep. exaggeration. Like, uh, one of my favorites which is the top three of all time slapstick comedies is uh, Top Secret. Do you remember oh, Top yes, Secret? Oh, yes, of course. Top Secret. My favorite. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, <laughs> hilarious movie. It's 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 just, it's in that same genre as, as Airplane, you mm -hmm. know? These movies are so packed with jokes. There's a, there's a laugh every minute, you yeah. know? Um, and they don't really do that in the and movies it's anymore. It's super subtle, and sometimes it is over the top, but there's a laugh a minute, and um, you don't... Uh, I'm trying to think of like who, what kind of movie, like maybe, maybe the the Borat films, like what what he's doing is is yeah, still yeah, very yeah, yeah. funny, but, but it's nothing like that. But it's nothing like those movies. They just don't really do that anymore. I mean, even when scary movies came out, like that was like the the reemergence. It still wasn't. Yeah, I know? think the Wayans brothers were trying to go for for uh, you know the way Top Secret was uh, those. Those Wayans brother movies were kind of like imitations of that, you know, yeah. where they take a genre and they kind of make fun of it. Yeah. Uh, and they try and insert as many silly laughs as possible. But that top secret and those airplane movies uh, and like Kentucky Fried movie, like all of those movies are just masterpieces of when it comes to. Is there is there a particular scene of uh, any one of these uh, exaggerated slapstick movies that just pop out of your mind? That's like hilarious. There's one little line that I can't help but still <laughs> laugh like in my head. It's so stupid, though. It's so silly. There's a scene in one of the airplanes. Uh, is it not the no? Uh, there's a scene in uh, one of the what's, what was what was the movie with Leslie Nielsen and he played uh, Naked Gun. So one of the Naked Guns. Where, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, good Which, those movies are just like that, right? The, na <laughs> yes. the Naked Gun series. You can't go wrong. They're very very funny. Naked Gun one, Naked Gun two and a half. These yeah. are these are hilarious movies. Uh, there's this stupid little. Uh, this line still makes me laugh. Where he's. He's uh he's in a closet with the girl and she's handing him things because I don't know what she's doing. She's trying to oh, she's I trying know, to get out yeah. of the apartment. And uh, he she hands him a stuffed beaver and so he's looking up. She's got a skirt on, so he's looking up as she hands him things and she hands him the stuffed beaver and he looks up and he goes, "Nice beaver." <laughs> yeah, know? this was before the reveal <laughs> of the beaver. Like, <laughs> nice beaver. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's before the yeah. reveal. So he's going, "Nice beaver." Yeah, and she yeah. hands him the beaver. Now that's just so silly and stupid. Yeah. But I, I that line always. You know, stuck okay. with me. I just so, uh, those uh, little play on words that they did were so fun. Like in airplane, when when uh, you know, and he goes striker, 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 striker. He's calling somebody named striker, and he points at striker, 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 and then this guy just knocks this woman out. <laughs> like he strikes her, you know, and like <laughs> that shit is so ridiculous. 
but I, you know, th- that stuff stuck with me. It stuck with me that those jokes. Yeah, yeah, I know they didn't care about PC because you remember that uh, there was that woman or that baby that was crying in the airplane, and so uh, after that, it just panned out to a bunch of people just wanted to kick her ass. Yeah, <laughs> they were the guy to... with a bat. Like you can't do that shit now, or yeah. else it be, you know. There's that scene in that thing where, uh, what is it? Is it someone's freaking out, and yeah. then they all line up to to. To hit the person to get a hold of themselves, get a hold of yourself, you know, because the, the the it's it's a woman who's <laughs> yeah, freaking out because she's so yeah, nervous yeah, on the yeah, plane, yeah. and the, and and they're like, get a hold of yourself, smacking her, and then the next person steps up, get a hold of yourself, and punches her, and you look at the line of people that have lined up <laughs> yeah. to smack this person, and there's nuns in the line. There's I like, know uh, that sort of humor is uh, you just you can't get that. I don't think you can get that anymore. You people, can't get that. Uh, anymore. I think people think it would be too risky, and it'd they would, be too risky. But but some... even even like silly, humor, like there was okay. So there's one scene in Top Secret that's one of my favorites that I always think about and laugh was um when val kilmer and the lady that is with they're running away from from uh from the bad guys right they're running away they get into uh some apart uh some apartment then he exits and then he goes to this uh freaking parking lot full of motorcycles do you remember this scene i think a, so a full of full of motorcycles uh-huh. go, and he goes ha ha all the motorcycles turn on like horses and they, <laughs> <laughs> they all, he goes ha, ha and then to get they him all going cle- they all clear they all the motorcycles just clear they cleared like a like a herd of like a herd of horses herd i'm horses like this are, is stupid yeah <laughs> this shit is crazy what's up? When I think of Top Secret, I always think of that black guy in there. What was his? He had the funniest name. Viva la France! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, his name uh, was like French something. Uh, oh, no. It was some. No, no. It was it was with a G. It was like Gerard or... Where's the name? They all had these hilarious names, these spy names, you know? Um the, the movies, man, I really got to rewatch that movie because it just was. Oh, man, it's one it of was, my it's favorites wonderful. to Val watch. Val Kilmer was extremely young in that movie. Extremely, yeah. Uh, and very handsome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's dreamy. <laughs> yeah, man, you can't make movies like that anymore, and it's and it's a damn shame. It's like, is uh, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. People think it's risky, or or uh, people think um, it won't be funny or something. Like people are not looking for that humor or something. When you look at TikTok, everything's like over the top. You yeah, know what sure. I mean? So. <clears throat> I don't know, bro. I would love to see um, comedy movies like that uh, where there's a laugh a minute, regardless of how silly it is, whether it's slapstick or whether it's punny, just uh, having as many laughs as possible. At the end of the day, if you want to see a comedy film, do we need all this other crap? Don't you just kind of want to laugh? Whereas you watch a Judd Apatow movie and there's some comedy, but then there's some like heart to it, maybe like a love love interest and there's like a... You know, like what was that? I, I did like that movie with where Adam Sandler um, is trying to make a comeback as a comedian. That Judd Apatow movie. What was that called? Do you remember? Oh yes. Um. Uh, um. Fuck, I forgot. Funny people. Yes. or Something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed it very much because as a comedian, I I really related to it. Uh, you know that movie's considered a comedy, but it was more it was more heart than comedy, and I think a lot of the comedy movies. Uh, they're half comedies, but they got this other thing going on that helps it be more universal. Uh, where it's like, because it's it's sort of like this now. It's How more you, it's more when, appealing when I, you want to sell say. a movie, right? It's got to be you got to. Uh, it's not enough just to be funny. There's um, it seems to me. I maybe I, I don't know. I don't make movies, but they they always got to put like a really attractive woman in it now these days. You got to have like some really attractive woman because you have to uh, you have to make this movie uh, have more widespread appeal. So now 
you've already taken a step away from the the goal of a comedy movie, which just should be to get some laughs. Just to get some laughs, um, yeah. Uh, and I think if you if we could go back to that, which is what those airplane movies were all about, you know, there's all no laughs. there's no pretty people in there. It's all about getting laughs. It's all about getting laughs. And yeah. back in the airplane movies or even the Caddyshack days, the Caddyshack is uh, well know, a great it, example. Yeah, it's like uh, be offensive. Yep. You know what I mean? Comedy is meant to be offensive. It's not made for the weekend. It's just made just to look at it, just be silly. It, it, there's no hurtful things to it. And uh, yeah, I do agree. Uh, a person tries to make a script like that now, studios will turn that down immediately. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I think they would say, well, how is this going to appeal to old people? How is this going to appeal to yeah, in the international? Yeah. Oh, there's a racist joke here. Yeah, or, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And, that and we don't want to offend that particular group of people because yeah. we want them to come to the theater exactly. as well. And so much money goes into making these movies now, whereas Caddyshack was probably made for $40 million or something, but now you, these movies are made for $240 million and up, uh, that there's a pressure on them to be as as vanilla and widely acceptable as possible to get as many asses in the <coughs> seats and you you really suffer the comedy bec because of that whereas in back in the 80s and 90s you could just go for the laughs and 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 that's all that they had to do uh, the writer and the director just just go for the laughs at the yeah. end of the day we win if we got the most laughs possible and but uh, but also we, like i, I like miss that the, the amount of content the amount of content now be, uh compared to the 80s or 90s has quadrupled you know it's like uh, i think it was it george lucas the one that said uh you know what the great thing uh about uh like a person in iowa could make a movie now is a guy in iowa could make a movie now yeah you know what i mean it's like true. everybody can make a movie mm -hmm. like that camera i have right there it's called uh canon m6 mark ii shoots 4k at 24 frames a second i could make a great fucking looking movie if it you know, it's just minor color corrected. This one here? Yeah. Oh, wow. It shoots at four K twenty four frames a second. You know what I mean? And I've right. got I've I've got the right lens for that and <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> you owe me. Movie. Yeah. We make some porn. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, you know, you don't need and it's especially now when the when because of the pandemic, the theaters are closed. Everything's I mean, you got uh, uh Wonder Woman eighty four going straight to streaming. You got Mulan that was straight to Disney Plus so this is like a this has killed the pandemic has killed the movie theater industry to yeah. a point where you know what i mean i think people are starting to realize oh i could watch the same thing at home and rent it for 20 bucks and just enjoy it with the family i think i'd rather do that yeah well now for sure but i also think people are after this experience they're missing going to the movie theaters because you know there's always some movies that you really need to see at the theater <clears throat> that's what they say yeah i i enjoy in particular going to see horror movies at the theater because yeah. that surround sound <coughs> situation um you know that um that adds something to the horror experience the yeah. the, the volume and the sound of a yeah. horror movie and the way that they do it in the theater, it, you know, it's very layered. I, I don't get that same effect at home watching it on my oh, laptop. Oh, bro, but, but uh, um, yes, but the surround sound, like you could get an affordable. Oh, yeah, I don't have that. I don't 6. have that. 6.1 surround sound. It's like 200 bucks for a surround sound. Like this, this thing I have is three. Uh, I'm missing two speakers, which is somewhere, but I could put that in the back. It'll be a 5.1 surround sound. You know what I mean? And this is fucking nine, ten years old. 
Damn. You know? I don't even have a TV, bro. I don't even. <laughs> I really don't. I just watch everything but on my laptop. But now, now they, they have a thing called Dolby, Dolby Atmos, which is like fucking 13 speakers. 13 point something. And I'm like, who the fuck fits 13 speakers in their fucking house? I mean, that just, <laughs> that's only for the man cave, right? I mean, because I mean, you start yeah. setting up 13 speakers, you're... <laughs> Your woman's going to be like, what the fuck is with all these speakers? Okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then all your boys was like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Football at your place. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Did you want me on here to talk about 80s and 90s movies? Is that what you is that what you had in mind? Or we just... <sighs> no, we could talk anything you want, That just bro. happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else has been going on in your life? Nothing, you know, just trying to survive. Trying to survive this uh, pandemic. Oh, uh, big news. I'm probably moving to... I, I talked to Andy Southern. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. still talk to Andy on yeah. the phone uh, at, uh, here and there. I've talked to Andy, and um, I don't know what his situation is now, but uh, he's he's thinking about moving, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm most likely moving with the wife out of California. And where will you be going? Austin, Texas. Oh, another Austin move. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems to be the move. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 looking at it as a stand up uh comedian. Uh as you should. Yeah, because I feel like Joe Rogan's gonna open up a club there. I heard the improv and Zanies aren't talked about opening up a club there too. So I'm guessing within the next five years it's gonna be a hub for comedy. And I just wanna be there before. But I feel like I wanna move out of LA and I feel like I can't go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> right you know right so would you, you know, want to go to new york i wouldn't want to go to new yeah. york my oh. wife is from new york and she doesn't want to go to new york of course of course you know yeah, it's hard living in new york i, I did it and uh, how long yeah. i was there 10 years and you were like fuck it it was hard yeah it was hard <clears throat> scrapping very yeah you had to scrap for everything you gotta fight for everything in new york and I, I, you know that's great in your 20s but then you get to a certain age where uh you don't have the energy to fight for everything yeah i mean i'll fight i want to fight i can fight for some things but i can't fight for you know getting on the subway you know getting in getting in line for a sandwich or fighting people for my groceries yeah like there's a there's a battle for everything in new york because there's just so many people on top of you you know just stepping on your face yeah. and on your shoulders isn't it la the same way in a sense it's just more spread out well, I don't know. I find myself, I can go to a grocery store in L.A. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look at all this room. This yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. I can actually fit my carriage <laughs> down the aisle. Where, yeah. I mean, have you seen the grocery stores in, in, in New York City? I've been it's, to a bodega, yeah. It, it's like <laughs> the aisle. You can't fit. Two people can't walk side by side down these aisles. You got to stop. You got to okay, you go. Okay, now I go. And if you get a ca like a little carriage, you're like, okay, well, hold on, hold on a second. Let's, I'm going to back up. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> I'll go around. I'll go around. Like there's just no room. Everything has been miniaturized because yeah. of, because of a lack of space. And that creates a, a situation where you have to squeeze into things and you have to fight for your place in line and you have to fight through things and you have to hold your ground once you get it. And I, I just don't have the energy for that anymore. You know, uh, was there a particular thing that set it off or were you like, oh, was it oh, years of just like, fuck it? Y yeah, well, I, it I got into a major routine as well after 10 years. Uh, I started uh, doing the same shows and doing, I was doing the same, going on the same auditions and uh, everything, everything just got very routine for me. And I thought, uh, and because of that, uh, I think a lot of, things in my life suffered like my relationship was suffering uh, my stand-up was suffering I was drinking a lot uh, just kind of letting myself go out of complete boredom 
you know, they say idle hands is the, what do they say? Idle <coughs> hands is the devil's handiwork. Or idle yeah. hands are the devil's. Yeah, I was completely bored, so I started drinking more, doing drugs, and uh, my, my stand-up started to slack a little bit. I was fucking up at auditions because I didn't really care anymore. I wasn't getting oh, up no. early and preparing like I used to. My relationship was going to shit, and uh, I needed, I really needed a change, and I knew, it, uh, I, I had come out to L.A. a few times because I have uh, an uncle that lives here. I'd come out here and done, did some shows and met some guys in the scene. <coughs> and uh, I thought, well, uh, you know, why not try something different? Um, I can still do what I do. And maybe it'll be more, it'll be reinvigorating for me uh, to, to have a change of scenery. And to go somewhere that the weather's great and nice. And I, I mean, I can't stand the cold anyways. So there was these other factors and uh, so i thought i would try it and here i am you know it's uh, over and you're not going anywhere over four years later yeah, yeah. Uh, five look, years almost five you years you love california yeah i really love it a lot but i well the, the pandemics made me consider do i need to be here because what am i paying all this rent for as well and that's another thing why i want to move to austin you know just the cost of living i mean um you yeah. know i just came back from vegas and i was talking to ty rivera and chris Dorin, who who moved there five five years ago and they were like, they love it. They, you know, they don't, they don't have to struggle like what yeah. we do in California. I mean, they got a two bedroom, one apart, uh, one bedroom for like a thousand a month. They got a two bedroom apartment for a thousand a month. No, uh, 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 I think Chris Thorin does with his, uh, with his uh, wife. Wow. You know? That's uh, yeah. Well, and then, so our friend Amir's there as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and. And my f my friend Chris Clark has been there now for a year, and yeah. I, I know uh, he's he's enjoying it. There's shows going on there too. There's shows mine. going on, yeah. Yeah, so there's these other places where the industry's happening, and that that just makes me wonder: Do I need to be in? Like I think, like you, what what am I doing here? If there's no, uh, you know, the auditions aren't happening like they used to for me. The shows are off. Yeah. So, uh, what am I? What am I doing here? Exactly. Uh, other than have great weather, but there's great weather in other places too. Yeah. You know, you're going to Austin. I heard the weather. I've never been. Well, yeah. No, I, I did go for a job once. I mean, it, it is only, Texas. It, it was only hot. two days. Yeah. So yeah, it it. But it probably gets. It's nice. I imagine. It's nice. It yeah. Gets, um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, so when, I mean, LA has to open up eventually, fully. When is that? I don't know. Am I gonna wait? I don't know. But when it does. I don't think it's going to be the same L.A. that we're used to. What do you think it's going to be? I don't know, man. It's uh, let, just t uh, let me just start with the psychology of people. You know, when I was in uh, Vegas, like people, the first thing they did, the first thing I did was go like this. But the uh, people in Las Vegas, the first thing they did was go like this. You know? Oh yeah, they're still doing that. They're still doing that in Vegas. Okay. You know, okay. and I'm like, and I caught myself. I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll shake your hand. You know, I, w I was, I wasn't being reckless. I was just trying to be nice. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But there's that whole thing. Everybody in L.A., it's either they're in the middle or they're very hysteric on on either side. Uh -huh, you know what I mean? Uh -huh, it's either yeah. it's a fucking hoax. This is not real, or a fucking, or you gotta wear a mask. It's fucking, it's it's it's, it's fucking apocalypse. Uh, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty. You know. So they're both paranoid, but in different ways. In different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's people like me who I I'm get I'm guessing you're in the middle where no, it's this is serious. Let's yep. be respectful. People are dying, but it's not as serious as the media claims it to be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, if we get it, if we get it, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of it either. To get it, uh, for sure. 
I'm afraid well, to give it to people who, you know. Yeah. Then, you know, I've killed somebody. I would yeah. hate that. Would that would be yeah. that would be awful. But see, that's 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 the thing. I mean, how many years, when LA finally opens up, how many years will that take to recover? Because yeah. So imagine shows like let's just talk about shows. What we do, entertainers, yeah. live entertainment in LA. So when it finally opens up, let's say it's. Still twenty five percent capacity, or even Correct. fifty. So e- let's 50. say fifty. Let's say fifty. Let's say f- even fifty percent. Wouldn't it suck? It would suck. And fifty percent would be a big leap. I think. I think if they were like, whoa, whoa, okay, let's do fifty. I think yeah. that would be. Everybody would think that that was great, but you know that that's not great. I know yeah. that that's not great. That's not great. And if you spread and and fifty people in a room to watch a comedy show, now spread <coughs> them out because let's say we have to keep a distance. Now you got one of those situations where we've had these shows all the time when you have a, a spaced out room and the people aren't together you have fewer people in other words and they're more spaced out you know those shows are fucking those shitty. are fucking horrible they're those like shows are awful shows. they're yeah. like the outdoor shows where yeah. you're talking there's a guy there's one person over there there's two over like those shows are tr- terrible for us to do to have the best comedy shows possible you know it's people even a smaller crowd, push them together. Push them together, yeah. And uh, when you spread them out, I mean, you know, it, it hurts the laughs. Yeah. It, the laughters are less infectious that yeah. way. Um, and so how long before that's going to happen? Where we can get people time. to get... It seems like it's not going to happen in two this years, year. Two years? Yeah. Two years before, before full capacity and people can be together. Two yeah. years at least, I'd say. But I say even in two years, people are like, oh, he's too close. He's too close. You oh, might he be right. coughed. He coughed. Oh, my God. Sure, sure. You know? Okay, so, right, right. And... Although most of us might be cool by then, they will. Some people will still not be cool, and when they show up to a live event, they'll be they'll be given the choice: Would you like to sit with others, or would you like us place a, a seat by yourself, yeah. or would you like a seat behind a glass, or would you like the seat with the other people? I mean, you can imagine people being given that option even two or three years from now, and that'll be their freedom. I should have. I should be able to go to a live event, and I should, if I want to, my choice should be to sit six feet from people, and every venue should provide that. Otherwise, yeah, you know. yeah. So although a lot of people might be okay with it, there'll still be a segment of the population that still demands the right to sit far because they'll still be paranoid about the situation. So I think that this is still going to have long-term residual long-term. effects on live crowds and live entertainment. So when do you think? Well, what's your take? How many years do you think it's going to get back to normal? I think, I think a a year from now, a year from now, fifty percent capacity, and then. I'm talking about 100, 100% capacity. I think a year after that. Shit, so two years? In my opinion. God damn, Chris. Before before, <laughs> before 100% capacity. Fuck, man. That's what I think. In L.A. Other places, no, no. No, man. And, you know, I mean. But I, California, I, yeah. I yeah. think because of the way. Look at Florida. Look at footage in Florida. It's like nothing happened. Yeah, so because you got <laughs> right, so you got because you got some states will that'll that are kind of they'll they'll get it going quicker. We we are not in that state, man. We're not in that state. You know, you know what the problem is, you know. I uh, uh, politics aside, it's it all depends on. Uh, you, you, there's a subset of people that want to be told what to do and that want to be controlled by the government. And there's some people like leave me the fuck alone. And those are the stark differences. Yeah, that you see. You know, one in California, one in Florida. The most opposite, <laughs> even sure. on the opposite side of the world. Yeah. That's the way it operates, man. Yeah. And uh, that's a commendable reason. I get that. You don't want to be told what to do. I understand that. I there understand. is responsibility. Uh, there is recklessness. Sure. There's also, there's also people have a comfort zone 
Yes. And they they don't want to be taken out of it. And I think that's a little selfish. Okay, so what what am I talking about? Well, let's cut back to um, the beginning of May when people in Orange County are picketing at the beach and they're holding signs and they're like, we want our nail salons and we want them now. Mm -hmm. We want our tattoo studios to be open. And it's like... You know, bitch, you can't go this year without a tattoo. Like, are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, your comfort zone needs to take a back seat. Like, just shrink it a little. Like, just shrink it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Like, go learn to go without some things. You know, uh, never mind what you prefer right now. There's yeah. a there's an issue. And I think that's pretty selfish. I think people need to check themselves that way and, and realize there are some things in life that are ne ne necessary. And there are other things in life that are kind of a luxury. Like your nail salon is a luxury, bro. Yeah. Your tattoo studio is a luxury. But, 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 but you're, 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 you're coming at it from an angle of a consumer. What about the business owner that has his life right. uh, 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 um, invested in that nail salon? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. What about what what yeah? What about that person that has his life inside that tattoo parlor? That's the only person that he 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 could make an income for his family to feed on, yeah. you know. So you know, I just I just don't like it when some people tell other people wh who's essential, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. oh, you're not uh, uh, you're you're not essential because you know you 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 just do tattoos, you know, mm -hmm. or 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 you do nail salons. You're not essential. Well. He doesn't think that. He or she don't think that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And entertainers like us, you know, we're kind of we've kind of been told that we're not essential either, correct? Like yeah. the comedy clubs have been shut down. Yeah. So how do you fix that situation too? Well, you know, the <laughs> government gave out a lot of money and from my understanding, it didn't go to those small businesses. No, it did not. I know for a fact that the Laugh Factory uh, applied twice for PPE loans and was denied. Now, why would the Laugh Factory be denied PPE loans? Yeah. The Laugh Factory is a mainstay of this community and has been uh, you know, part of the L.A. tradition for 30 years. This is an, a cultural icon that we have here. Yes. And why was that place denied a PPE loan? I mean, that's the state of affairs. So those those businesses I feel terrible for. I do. I do. Um, but that was that's a mistake on the government. That's the mistake on the doling that the people that were given that money. I mean, we're giving out that money. The agencies that were in charge of that were complete fucktards. We're complete fucktards, man. As we say man. in Boston, fucktards. Yeah. And that money didn't go to those small. It went businesses. to the wealthy. It went to the it wealthiest that didn't need sure, it. Sure, the Lakers got money, right? Yeah. They, they were given money. Yeah. Uh, there was one big business. What did they? Was it Panera? Some business. They gave it back. They're like, no, we don't. Why are you giving us this? We take it back. You mm -hmm. know, and it's like, asshole, they're giving it to you because you applied for it. Like, what the fuck yeah, are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that we caught you, you're giving it back and doing the right thing. But a lot of these big businesses were given those loans instead that didn't really, didn't really need it. Um, and that's that's a major problem. So I, I wanted to, I want to support those small businesses like those hair salons and those tattoo yeah, places. Those yeah, people yeah. should have gotten some relief. You know, it's they it's, it's really wrong what happened to them. And a lot of them decided like where I get my hair cut in in Echo Park. They said. They they disobeyed the shutdown order and said, no, we're going to stay open. And if they want to shut us down, come over here and shut us down. And I thought and I, I understood where they were coming from. And I went and I supported them and I got my hair cut there. Of course, of course. But I was like, I get it, man, because you, you know, you weren't given anything. You were just told to no. shut the fuck down. Who cares about your employees? This and that. Meanwhile, the Lakers get a check for 30 million or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. But uh you know that's a big that's a big failure of our of our government. That's a big failure. Okay, so there was when I was doing my live stream a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was taking live call-ins. There was a person from Australia that called. 
uh, I don't know if you know what the lockdown in Australia was. It was very draconian. It was very strict. It was a strict lockdown. Did you say draconian? Draconian. Oh, yeah. 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 It I was, love that word. Yeah, yeah. That's a good word. Uh, it was very, very strict. Nobody could go out. And if, if they saw you out uh, and not going to like a grocery store or something, uh, something they would fine you 5000 bucks, right? It was, it was a very stiff fine. But what they did do was they incentivized people staying at home. They gave everybody, th- uh, it was like $2,000 a week. Or every two weeks to stay at their home, so four thousand dollars a month to stay at their home. I mm-hmm. was like, if you're gonna lock down strictly like that, that's the right way to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's good. Um, now we're talking about Australia here, so this is a country that has maybe six. Uh, what do they got under? They even have a hundred million. I don't believe they no, do. I think no. it's more around forty-five million people yeah. live in this country. Forty million, let's yeah. say. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm bit, not supporting the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. It's but manageable. I'm just saying. It's, a, yeah. it's you can give your people money when you have a, a population that small. You can do that, yeah. uh, and it's not a it's not a big deal. We can't do that here, so we, we're we're faced with other I mean, other we, issues. Shit, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that's why I don't like it when people try to compare. Uh, when 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 I try to bring up the Australia issue, it, it wasn't because I, I was saying like I'm I'm pro lockdown. I'm just saying the lockdowns. You know, if we were going to lockdown, yeah, like that. I, that's the right way to do it, you know. Yeah. But also at the same time, I uh, I can't compare Australia or any one of these Nordic countries, Sweden to our country because our country. I, I don't like. It. I don't. I don't love that comparison because this this country is so unique. Yeah, it is so fucking unique. You know, you don't you don't get all this like like uh uh, uh race issues mm-hmm. in other countries. You don't. Well, yeah, because it's really homogenized in most of these places. Yeah. We have to be the most diverse place, right? Uh, I believe so. Well, yeah, and I lived in Queens, New York. That's the most. They say Queens is the most diverse city in the entire world. There are more. Is that what they say? They are more ethnicities that make their residence and make their home in the city of Queens, New York, than any other city in the entire world. I mean, and that's yeah. that's more than you know. That's that's crazy to think about. But I think that's a that's a. a a symptom of this country, which is, you know, we are the most diverse place. So it is hard to for all of us to get along and agree on what's the best approach to certain problems in the culture. Uh, yeah. And and, and we're, we've been tested now where we have some people in the country who say, no, I, I should be able to uh, sit down in a restaurant and, and eat indoors without yeah. a mask. Yeah. Uh, and other people say, no, I'll just take the takeout because I, I know other people are hurting and, I'm going to support the business, but I'm just going to get the takeout and uh, I don't want to risk infecting others or like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you have all, and, and all of these points of view seem to be permitted. So, yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, it's like, it's what I once heard referred to as the balkanization of epistemology where any idea is, is allowed to flourish in America whether you're a flat earther or you're a Mormon or you're fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're a, a Trump cowboy, like what, like yeah. whatever you're into, like everybody has to say, you know, okay, you're a dude that wants to wear a dress, but we all know you're a dude. Like we have to go, okay, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, miss. <laughs> we have to like, we have to, we have to bend for these other ideas. And uh, a lot of these ideas aren't really problem solving. Like Mormonism is a bit 
fucked up. Uh, but we're, none of us are really allowed to say that. We're supposed to say, okay, guys, you get your own state and you do what you want to do over there, right? And they're doing that. And, and, and whether that involves having six wives or like whatever the fuck, we're supposed to look a blind eye to that. And, you know, for a while we put up with, you know, the, the Trump supporters saying, you know, well, we want all our guns and we want all this stuff. And we, we say, okay, guys, you know, sure, sure. You do that over there. We'll do, well, and, and, you know, then they stormed the Capitol. And we're like, okay, fuck off. But yeah, uh, yeah. because we saw what you did with your fucking guns and your mm. military ideas, and that's not okay. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of these uh, multiple uh, ideas are allowed to flourish, no matter how squirrely and weird they are. In America, the land of the free, we're supposed to go, okay, that's cool. Yeah, you can do that. Go ahead. And I can't tell you you're stupid. We're supposed I, to tolerate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no wonder why no one can agree when we have a situation like a pandemic. We can't even agree on, you know. We can't even agree on the mask. Uh, we can't even agree on something as simple as a mask. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We can't even agree we on. We politicize the mask. We can't agree that that you know a guy being able to order some guns online and walk into a mall and shoot people is not okay. Like there's still people that there's still people that are like, well, you know, well that's the price for freedom. You know, we want to be able to get your guns, and and it's just like. I didn't mean to do that accent, but <laughs> <laughs> that it's not always that person, but. Uh, we can't even agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah. We live in a country where there was a debate on whether or not the shooting up of children in a school was fake and a hoax. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like that idea. The Sandy Hook. The idea was shot down, but we live in a place where that pe flourishes. people have the freedom to... Uh, Put that on the platter of discussion. That yeah. shouldn't be on the platter of discussion. That shouldn't be on the platter of discussion. Uh, fuck no. No. And the person who says that should be immediately shut the f shut down. You know, their Twitter should be removed. I mean, eventually the person who did that did suffer some censorship. Alex Jones uh, down the yeah. line. But it took years later for that to happen. Now we're seeing it happen with Trump where the tr uh, his Twitter's been shut down. Uh, I like to see moves like that because uh, I don't believe that all of these ideas should be allowed to flourish. I think it's it's, uh, I don't it's, know. A, it's see, a double edged. See, I'm, I'm like a, the opposite. You, yeah, you want everything. I want I, if 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 you're a racist, if you're a racist and you 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 can't text without, uh, uh, you know, writing the n word every other sentence. I want you to write that. I want you to be exposed for what you are. Okay. If you're if you're that crazy that uh, the Sandy Hook thing about the hoax about the children, I want you to write that shit so you could be exposed how crazy you are. That's my oh, thing. Okay, okay. So you you find this is this is useful behavior because it lets you know where the where because the crazy it's a slippery people slope. Are. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the moment you start censoring the moment the moment you start censoring what you choose, what uh, Jonesy decides what's limited or what's not. Uh, able to be shown you know what i mean it's a slippery slope then what's next what's next what's next what's next okay you know i see okay but what if we said um if your speech and your behavior is harm very harmful to others very harmful it does it incite violence okay what if it doesn't incite violence but it incites people to be more uh lenient on let's say gun laws so like Good. let's let's say so the guy i'm using the the sandy hook as an example yeah yeah he pushes out an idea that uh guys that never happened it was a hoax and so y'all don't need to freak out about how easy it is to get a gun um we don't need background checks in other words this kind of shit so that idea 
people could take it and run, and then now you have people aren't clamping down on the gun laws. People are not requiring background checks where they where they should be. Uh, that's not direct violence, but indirectly it is violence. Uh, so you gotta you you gotta see that ideas are ideas are also very harmful. Yeah, they are to the culture. They and, are, and so. When you got a guy like, um, there was this pastor that had a, he had a, a radio show. But that, you should that, be able to talk was, about ideas that, was, that make other people uncomfortable. If, if, I, if, if, you sure, know. sure. There's, there's ideas that make people uncomfortable. Then there's ideas that completely that shit crazy. fuck up lives. Like the, there was a pastor who had a syndicated uh, right-wing Orthodox Christian radio show for a long, long time. He was very popular. Mm-hmm. He had this huge following. He 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 also had this these fucked up ideas that the earth world was ending. It was always like the earth is uh, the, the end of the world is coming. And he bought billboards that said the end of the it had his face on it. You can Google this. I forget the guy's name. He's dead now. But it's a picture of this really old guy's face, and he's pointing, and it says the 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 world is ending on whatever it was September, uh, nineteen ninety nine. What or you know October two thousand four. Whatever the year was, uh, and he told it. He he had a radio show. At his disposal, yeah, and he spread that message as well. Now you have people uh, pulling their kids out of college because they believe the world is going to end. They're selling their belongings, yeah. they're selling their homes, they're quitting their job because they believe that the world is going to end because of this man who was allowed to buy billboards and he was allowed to use his radio show as a platform to spread what I think is a very dangerous idea that did destroy lives. Now, of course, I mean, uh, uh, for the people that he's destroyed, I mean, if they they follow, I mean. You're right. So that <laughs> there's an I'm sorry argu- to say. <laughs> You're right. There's an argument for that too. I get it. These are morons, right? Would you say? Uh, th- but you know what I'm trying. You know, there's, uh, joking there, aside. There, you're you're absolutely right, though. That that brings the other issue is uh, the culture that gets duped by people like yeah. that. But you know, it's easy to say, "Hey, dude, fucking smarten up." But unfortunately. We live in a country where if you uh, if you take the pie chart of how we spend our resources and then you look at how much of the resources are actually spent on educating the masses. Okay, oh, you'll I completely see, agree with this. You'll yeah. see that there's very little resources used in educating our, our population. 100%. We are one of the dumbest places uh, despite being one of the wealthiest. Uh, that's that's unfortunate, but that also creates a world of people who are easily easily bec- can become sheep and they can't think for themselves. So 100%, yes, this. So yes. when you say something like these morons that follow him, ah oh, man, we live in a nation of morons, bro. Don't you see these kids eat a Tide Pod because they saw someone else do it on TikTok? Like that's how dumb yeah, the yeah. masses are. So that makes ideas like that gotta be shut down sometimes because. The, the citizens are that dumb. They will eat the Tide Pod. They will take their kid out of college. They so, will. So, so they will cut their balls this is, off this and is kill your, themselves. So this is your opinion. This is, uh, this is Chris Jonesy's opinion. Like, oh, these people need to be shut down because these people are morons. My take is, if they want to be morons, you let them be morons. If they're gonna get manipulated, let them be manipulated. In my opinion, we live in the most freest society, and the moment you start censoring anything. No matter how hateful it is, it's, it just creates a slippery slope. You know what I mean? And it has happened in the past. And, uh, you know, history repeats itself over and over again. You know? I mean, yes, I completely agree with you. Um, some some people spread hate, spread misinformation to a point where a certain amount of population will get injured because they believe it. 
Okay, but I would rather live in a world where that's allowed than a world that's being regulated by a handful of people. You know, but in order for in order to live in a world where that's allowed, everybody's got to be smart enough to tell shit from Shinola. Now that's a different story, and we don't have that. You uh, know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. And education is one hundred percent. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, you, you, you're not going to find no quarrels from from this so section. Do you think uh, do you think it was wrong to, that that uh, Trump gets taken off of these platforms then? Do you think Trump? Yes. You think that's wrong? 100%. So why do you think that's wrong? Uh, well, because first off, it, was, it, was, it wasn't just Trump. Uh, second, when Trump got second. Uh, first off, I didn't believe he incited violence. If you take a look at that one speech and this is and this is what what the, the I, thing I is. I didn't take that. I didn't take it from that. Like everyone makes it sound like he's like come here right now and come. No, yeah, yeah. He said, I didn't take that that yeah, way yeah. either. But 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 that was that that's the clip that everybody uses. Yes, he incited violence. Again, they have their own narratives. Which, if you're not smart enough to know that each different outlet, as far as news, has their own narrative that they have to push, if you don't know that, then you are part of the problem. You got to get yourself educated. Like for me. I listen to left, right, and center. I listen to J- Jimmy Dorn the left, Tim Pool on the center, and Ben Shapiro on the right. I try to listen to him every day so I could get some sort of balanced, balanced fucking frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- I'm not just stooped, you know. Uh, this is why I believe um, Donald Trump should shouldn't have been censored or shouldn't have, because there was a mass purge. There was a mass purge on conservatives, and I'm not a conservative. You know, but if you don't see that there was a mass purge of censorship for conservatives, then again, you're part of the problem because there was a massive purge on uh, conservatism as of recent. And we got Jack Dorsey, the uh, the CEO uh, of of Twitter, saying, "Oh, Donald Trump is not the first one. There will be others." Yeah, well, you know, and it seems like the people that they're censoring only is on one side of the political spectrum. You know what? No matter what kind of crazy shit that you could say on the left, no matter how batshit crazy, you're not going to get taken down. There's a double standard that people are not seeing. You know? So would it be okay if they took uh, people from the left as well that were damaging yes. the culture? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. Uh, you let them say whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. You know? But these are... Um, you know, freedom... The, the First Amendment applies to government, right? It doesn't apply to private companies. And so these guys, like Jack, I completely agree, like but Jack then, Dorsey. But then uh, are, are we talking about companies that are already monopolies? Now, that's... That, so, right. So you can make the argument. That's a whole other issue. That's a that, whole other that issue, these, yeah. Uh, but the, the bottom line is you're talking about companies that have to answer to stakeholders. Every quarter, I Jack agree. Dorsey's got to get up, go to that oak desk where all the major stakeholders are. And they want answers and they're not. They want to yeah. know why aren't our profits here? Yeah. We want to know, are you doing the best, everything that you can in your power, Mr. Dorsey, to make it to make Twitter profitable for us? And if there's something that could possibly throw Twitter off or be a mark on our report card or bad press for us, then you have to make all of that go away. Even if it means kicking somebody off who's an asshole, then that's what he has to do to ensure, to make sure that he owes, it's it's not even like, his his first thing isn't I owe a speech, I owe platforms to people to speak and express themselves. His first thing is- To stakeholders. Stakeholders, yeah, as, as any CEO does. So uh, let me ask you a question. So. Do you think companies like Facebook, Twitter, Google, do you think they have a monopoly on data? 
I, I think they have a monopoly okay, on more so, than data. They have a monopoly on the so, platforms so, of expression as well, which so, is so, so kind of fucked. So you believe that they are monopolies, right? Sure, they're monopolies. Okay, so um, do you believe that they should be broken up, or do you believe, or uh, uh, or do you believe that they should uh, uh, should cease to exist? <laughs> <sighs> well. I'm okay with Twitter. It's Facebook and Google that I have a major problem with. Uh, and see, and that's my problem. It's like you're talking about I'm all for private business doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. But when it gets too big and too monopolistic to a point where, you know what, um, they could they, – because they act like they, – they, they say they're social media, but they're acting like publishers. People are getting the news from them. So do we treat them as social media? Like, hey, this is just social media. Or do, do we treat them – as publishers with rules like what the FCC imposes on, on radios and stuff like that. So w what do you do, you know? Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> they're always going to make the argument that well, they're more than that. They're more than that. They're like, no, we, we you can exchange currency on here. You can make purchases yeah. on here. We it's offer, even more dangerous. We offer so many services that you can't really put your finger on. So, exactly so how, would you, how would Chris Jonesy go, do? go about it? I You know, to me... If you were if you were the main chairperson for the committee responsible for the next actions of these monopolistic companies like Google, Twitter or Facebook and you were going to give them uh, this is what has to happen tomorrow what would you do I don't know I don't know how you break up monopolies I don't know what that looks like Yeah uh, but but I mean me and you could come to I mean I think me and you are in agreement anyways on this is like monopolies are bad Sure. They're fucking evil companies that fucking yeah. uh, 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 that minor information and sell it to other sources. You know, we got no freedom in that. <laughs> sure. You know, and we're, we're being scapegoats, you know. I think the if we could be more global, then because you need to have other competitors than Google and you need to have and other that's competitors. The so and that's the problem. And that's the problem. Amazon, exactly. So what's Amazon's biggest competitor is Alibaba. Alibaba's in yeah. China. Okay, so I think Facebook's competitor is probably yeah. in Asia. Uh, well, uh, and, and that's why I'm going back to Donald Trump. When you say, was it okay for, for uh, them to ban um, Donald Trump, they, banned, they took Parler down. Parler, Parler was yep. Parler was the main competitor of Twitter. No matter if it was an echo chamber. Yes, I understand. I was on Parler. It's definitely a fucking echo chamber. I didn't want to be on there. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you had um, a Twitter competitor being taken down because it was. Some say it was taken down because of all the hate speech. In my opinion, uh, it was taken down too because it was Twitter's competitor. You know what I mean? So it was. Well, you had these companies. What is it? Uh, it was hosted on Amazon. Amazon says, I'm yeah. not going to do that yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah. The app was the, denied yeah. by uh, Apple. By the Apple Store, yeah. And the Google Play or yes. as, as well. So they were they sort of took the tools of publishing away f away from them. Yeah. They've now been, from my understanding, f they, they're getting funding from Russia, which is, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just... Uh, okay. Uh, Look so, what you did. Uh, Look. So now, <laughs> I, you know the fallout of 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 kicking Parler off these these platforms is much worse than allowing Parler because now if the Russians are funding it, now the Russians have a pipeline to some data. I, I'm interested. I'm going to be fascinated to see if the uh, president, it, it, well, like the administration here, will allow that because it is now. 
it's now data that can just be collected by Russia like that. And so I don't, we'll see. That'll be fascinating. So as a competitor, yes, parlor, you need to have these other competitors. You need it. Uh, you know, which is why I said, you know, everything has to be broken up. And it, I look down the road when we're more of a global, uh, we're, we're a global village where these, these other competitors will come out of the woodwork. Um, because it kind of has to happen naturally, right? Uh, if you want to be... So what, are you a free capitalist? No, I, I don't like... In, in general, I don't really like the principles of capitalism, except for in instances like this when you need... Uh, competition is good to avoid monopolies and stuff like that. Yes. The competition is good. I do enjoy the competition of that. What do you not enjoy, uh, uh, the aspects of capitalism? Well, I don't, I don't enjoy that it's sort of predicated upon... Uh, just a couple principles that are anti-life. Like? So, for instance, the the endless production, the endless extraction of resources, trans in and transforming them into material goods, and then selling them to a mass markets. The Earth only has so many natural yeah. resources. Yeah. The, the, you can only extract so many diamonds and you know gemstones and oil and, it's, uh, and, it's, and it's, lumber out it of adapts. the earth. It 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 out it, of it, tra the earth. it transforms. Yeah, it does transform. It's called global warming, as yeah. you can see. <laughs> so then, the fallout of all of this process also is a situation where the toxicity of the planet is also another byproduct of this process of extracting resources, manipulating them, selling them to the masses. That then the old crap gets thrown away, not really gets recycled. And, and so this process has damaged the earth and it'll continue to do so. And, you know, if you do the mathematics, we're just going to run out of stuff anyways. The natural resources are limited unless we can get some from other asteroids or, you know, they're, they're talking about getting natural resources. Like, oh, can you get these other minerals from these asteroids and bring them back? That's so that we need Elon Musk, so capitalism can keep flourishing? Yeah. Well, you're going to need to do that if you're going to promise everybody a Tesla. You know, there's not yeah. enough gemstones and well, metals in the planet to get everybody a Tesla. My question is to people that don't like capitalism, because for, uh, for me, I'm 100% uh, free capitalist at heart. I don't think there's a better system that would exist and mo when i say tell me a system that replaces free uh, you know capitalism nobody ever knows because this is you know we're, we're reaping the benefits of of, of capitalism yeah. for all all these years there's nothing there's nothing wrong with capitalism it's the it's the attachment to materialism that it has that, i, that, I agree that, with that, that. that bothers yes, me yes, because yes. the materialism is really is what really creates havoc and not only does it do the two things that i mentioned earlier it also creates a psyche that's uh well, an obsession with material goods is just so fucked up. Yeah, and and an obsession with money. Well, yeah, and that, that, that's sure, it. sure. But like the amount, the, like we're so obsessed with things that, you know, and it and it overrides everything else. You know, and a lot of times, at least in in our culture, I think what you have is more important than who you are as a person. That's right. That's true. Um, and that, so to the point where we have to remind ourselves, hey, you can't take your toys to your grave, right? We have to say that to ourselves because we've so overvalued the things yeah. um, that we forget what's really valuable in life. Yeah. It's not the exterior you learn eventually that it's the interior that needs to be flourished and developed more so. 100%. I mean, yeah. We're sold this lie. on t So with capitalism and materialism, I would say, I should say with materialism, I don't want to keep your capitalism. It's okay. It's okay. But with the it's ma materialism, the, yes, with the that's what you have a gripe Sure. For. With the materialism, God comes a, the, the preaching of uh, you will find happiness 
outside of yourself. Yeah. So and all our commercials back this up and the movies back this up and, and even what we're taught in school is like, you know, hey, make some money and you can have a you can have two Teslas and a, and a big house yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can get the hot wife and you can get all these things yeah. and you can send your kids to private school. All of those things are like that's the problem. They're things and they're they're the they're in the exterior and we're never told, hey, man, just develop your inside. Yeah. Be, do good things for people. Go out there and, and volunteer at a soup kitchen yeah. and, and, and uh, see how that feels for yourself. You know, your real riches aren't the things in your life. Your real riches are the friends that you make in life. We hardly ever hear this. When, when I've, been, I've been asked, uh, and, I've, and I've argued this a, a few times with uh, somebody that's very, very close to me who I, I love, uh, who uh, we, we talk about what, what riches. What, what is wealth? What is the most wealth? Like, what, what is your definition of wealth? To me, this person says money. And I say it's friends. And we yep. had this argument a few times. Uh, and the friends is an example of the intrinsic uh, nurturing that you do. And that's really, and, and in my opinion, that's where the real wealth comes from. But we live in a, we live in a place where uh, it's the things and the money that everybody talks about. Yeah. It's part of this materialism, uh, which, but it kind of, it goes hand in hand with the capitalist because in order for the, so if, in order for the machine of capitalism to, to, to go, right, you need the people to buy things right so then so the commercials are built around that and what do the commercials teach you you know you see a bud light commercial and the two guys i'll never forget this commercial they go up to the counter and they have toilet paper and bud light and they ring them up and they go you only have enough for for one of these <laughs> right and so and they go we'll get the bud light in other words they just said we're gonna live with a dirty asshole so we can have bud yeah, light yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's so many and and children are very easily impressed upon with the you know with this with the advertisement world and the advertisement world undeniably preaches that what's inside fuck that it's what's outside and the damage that that causes to the culture is irreparable man it's it, yeah 100 have you seen that people um, are stabbing each other for fucking air jordans why is that yeah. why is that man well have you seen air jordans it, yeah, yeah I, do, I do enjoy <laughs> i do enjoy air jordans well have you seen that ted talk which one? The 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 TED talk about this Harvard professor that uh, that basically um, uh, basically did re uh, research on one hundred individuals from when they were a kid to when they died, basically. Hmm. And I think he researched like about a hundred people. How old was this guy? Two hundred and fifty years old. <laughs> um. No. No. Um. This was like done by like several professors. You know what I mean? But uh, it oh, was, like in a lineage, like yes, you, yes. I, you you take yeah. over and you and keep it going. Uh, their their subjects come from all walks of life, you know, poor, rich, and it's basically a happiness study. Like at the end of their life, did they w were they happy with their life and what made their life rich, and this confirms everything you said. You is, know? That, is that what they came up with at they, the end? Yeah, yeah. You got to see the TED talk. It's like a thirty minute TED talk. Uh, all these people, all these people, like uh, like let's say the guy, the most richest guy. Right, the most rich, unlimited wealth, died the most unhappiest man. Really, you know, unhappiest man. Uh -huh. uh, his 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 marriage fell apart. He was always about work, work, work. Never spent time with the kids. You know what I mean? So it was that 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 cliche that we see a a, a working man like not interacting with. And the most happiest people came from like the middle class. From 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 like uh well the example I saw was from, was from a middle class uh family, and they had all these friends around them, 
they could they, they could have cared less about money it was all about the friends that they had around them the the kind of the foundation that they said of of, of the friendships and relationships that they built throughout the throughout their lives that's what that's what mm. their wealth was mm-hmm. you know and that is so important so i completely agree when you were saying that whole thing i'm like did he not watch that ted talk oh no i never seen that ted talk <laughs> you got to see that ted yeah, talk yeah i would man. love to see that now these are just things i've picked up by living long uh, yeah. you just kind of see i mean you know regardless of what you see over here i've got fancy lights and everything but i'm i'm very minimalistic when it comes to uh things you know <laughs> I, I know i got a lot of things here you know but you know i'm 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 oh. fairly i'm i'm fairly minimalistic okay. of what i do yeah, you know yeah. it's like uh you know i go out to eat we're not we're, we're never eating at fancy restaurants my wife cooks all the time i go out i work out every day i try to be on the sun for 20 minutes to get that vitamin d that people are lacking i work out in the sun and i meditate for 40 minutes every day so you do the tm no huh? do you do tm no i don't do transcendental do. meditation i just do regular uh mindfulness meditation and one session for 40 minutes a day one machine yeah wow that's a lot that's really long yeah well i started from 10 yeah okay yeah it's, yeah. it's sometimes still a struggle 40 yeah. you know what i mean yeah i do 20 in the morning for TM. TM? Yeah. I, I, I'm supposed to do two 20s, and I just can never get to that second one. Oh, man. that That's why... That, because you can't reap... They say... They say you can't... Well, you know, psilocybin. I microdose psilocybin, too. So, that, so, how, uh, that, so that I tried that. that for a little while, and it, and it didn't... I, I stack it with the Paul Statman stack, which is... Uh, 0.1 gram of psilocybin with about 200 milligrams of lion's mane with about 500 milligrams of niacin D3. Uh-huh. So... Uh, I do that five times, five times a week, and I lay off with it for two, and I think it helps a lot. You think it helps a lot? I okay. think it helps. I don't think it's placebo at all. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I wasn't getting much out of that microdosing of the psilocybin, but I didn't. I didn't do all the things you were doing with it. That sounds like that sounds pretty intense. Yeah, because it's supposed the niacin is supposed to help circulate throughout your body, and the lion's mane is supposed to help kind of build the the kind of uh, like the the mycelium uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know and 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 this guy's a mycologist this guy is yeah. a legit you know paul statmitz right he's been on the joe I've heard rogan of him. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, been yeah. on the joe rogan experience like twice so this guy's completely legit he's he done like four talk ted too? talks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so this the, guy's a hey, if, if, guy. yeah if he's gonna tell me it works it fucking works yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is something that we should be prescribing to everybody during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I mean, you don't need to take those. Uh, you don't need to take Prozac. You can just take something like this. Well, At least try think, it. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said too. People don't take the time to. The, when I go work out in the park, I'm doing it all for the betterment of my health and my mental health. You know, what I mean, and I try not to be not to have the phone on me all the time. But that's another thing that I want to be like. I need to detach from that for like just kick it out for like an hour two hours because i find myself going to the phone every fucking 10 20 minutes well yeah i mean we're all doing that you know so i just put my phone on airplane mode to record this This is the first time it's been on airplane mode and i don't know how long yeah that's pretty fucked up (laughs) yeah dude Uh, really you know (laughs) so man dude yeah I'm, I'm, i'm all about you know, I mean, I'm like everybody else. I know you get depressed. I get depressed too. You know, I I don't I don't always want to be happy all the time. You know, I kind of want to go through the depression because I just want to see how I deal with it. You know, and how I come out at the other end. You know. Yeah, but you're not trying. You're not resorting to escapism. You're just like I'll I will 
face the depression. I, I will face the depression. I mean, you, yeah. You either have to, you have to face it eventually. So you want to kick it down the road further. Eventually, you have to swallow it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think a lot of people forget that. They yeah. go, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna drink my cares away." It's yeah. like eventually, dude, you have to face that. You have to face, you, and and uh, you know, um, have you done the God trip yet? The God trip yet? Yeah. The, the God trip, the psilocybin God trip. Oh, yeah, I did God that tri- God trip. Yeah. But five dried grams. Yeah. You, silent darkness. Yeah. You, you did that? Yeah. I did How that. was that? Well, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Tell me. What, what what happened? Well, I did it in New York City in my little apartment by myself. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I, uh, you did it? Um, I did it a long, like years, like I'm oh. talking about 14 years ago. And oh. that was a different scenario. Uh-huh. Like, oh, let's take fucking grabs and go to the forest. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I'd be taking it with a goal in mind. Like, hey, yeah. let's just lock myself in a room. But I, I had an, uh, my experience. I mean, this, it, they're all different. Uh, I'd imagine. But my experience was the realization that uh, I'm just kind of wearing this body. As a so say so as you, a sheath, you had an out of body experience then, uh, kind of, a bit, yeah, a bit. Uh, it, it wasn't like I was floating above my body. I could see it. Like people have those sorts of out of body experiences. You'll hear that often um, when someone gets in an accident or something. I was floating above my bed and I could look yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that at all. It's just I could, f- uh, in silent darkness, I could with eyes. Did closed. you see stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw stuff too. It wasn't the. Uh, it wasn't a lot of the stuff that you hear people talk about. I wasn't looking at like f- Lord of the Rings castles and all this sort of, or future yeah, 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 yeah. sci-fi cities from some other gala- galaxy. It was. Did it you was, uh, uh, did you come out of it uh, somehow with a different perspective? I came. Did out, it benefit you? Yeah, it benefited me, and to this day, I still think about it. Uh, yeah, and you know, I just did. I had the deep realization that. This body is not me, really. It's just something that I'm wearing right now. It's a capsule. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm an in, I'm an ingression into matter. This yeah. phrase. I'm yeah. an I'm an ingression into matter, and I could. That's something. I, so I prior to that, I could con I could conceptualize, but that kind of experience that I had allowed me to actually ex well, I experienced that like, Oh, I pushed through this. I'm in, I'm this matter. Like I came out of whatever's going on behind the scenes. I kind of pushed through into this dimension. Yeah. yeah but yeah. on the mushrooms, I could kind of, <coughs> I could kind of feel that the other dimension. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Right. And, and I it, love talking about this shit. It really hammered it home for me. Yeah. Uh, now you would think that I would. Um, after that, I don't think I took complete advantage of this knowledge. I mean, because I think I'm still, I still play it safe in life. Yeah. But, but I, I really could take a lot more risks. We all could take more risks. I yeah. mean, uh, w- when you really know that you're just borrowing this body for a little while, like I think you can then just push it. You know, I don't mean push it with drugs and taking. You know, climbing. No, push it like next week. I'm recording a comedy special. Correct. You know. Correct. You yeah. can. You can. Fuck what other people think about me. You, you, you. <laughs> it's like you constantly like. Imagine if this was a ticket. Yeah. Like if your body is a ticket, ticket to ride this life. And and y- when you, when I took those mushrooms, I I got to I looked at the ticket. I'm like, oh fuck, right. I got a ticket to ride. <laughs> and if I think if you know you have a ticket to ride and it's your only ticket, you know we get another ticket. Maybe I don't. We could argue about reincarnation. I don't know. I don't know about that. And 
I really only want to believe in things that I can experience. And I don't, I don't know how to experience that. So I don't know what to say about it. But my experience was I got the one ticket as we all do. And, or at least it seems that way. So take advantage, man, like (coughs) take risks, try new things, like push it to the limit, you know, push your career to the limit. Uh, Don't be afraid to fall on your fucking face. Like those lessons I should I should pu- have put into practice better over the years since I had that experience. But that's and the I, kind... I wish that I yeah. did. I know that I can. We all should. Um, but I still, I guess I'm a little scared still. I mean, that's the kind of, uh, that's the price we pay being artists, right? I mean, we, we're always thinking about that. Yeah, I think know? about that often. I mean, no yeah. matter, it, 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 you could be The Rock or Kevin Hart at the top of their game, but I bet you they still have thoughts like what you're thinking now. Like, uh, this, this, this is not it. I could go, you know, I, I still have take when they're still at the top, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably what it takes to, to have a career like The yeah, Rock, right? It yeah. probably is what it takes. Like, it makes you wonder, how do these guys do that? You know, how do these guys do Well, I think they know that they got this. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe they don't. I don't know if it came from some deep metaphysical idea or experience or they're just driven motherfuckers because they are like... They have to be driven motherfuckers, Because there's man. people that are like very militaristic that are just like, up at 6 a.m., like Kevin Hart. Up at 6 a.m., working out. Do, 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 do. So there's that. Where does that come from? It could come from <coughs> your, your parents could have instilled that in you. Like, what, whatever the fuck. It may not have came from a, an experience like that I had where I saw that, oh, my God, this is my one chance to do some cool shit. Like, let's do some cool shit. Yeah. Uh, and, but I think everybody should have that experience. It's like, you know, the Stoics have like this... Um, this mantra that they say, I don't know if it's a mantra, what you call it, but they have a saying and it's in Latin and it's this, 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 this and what it means is basically, uh, I'm going to die and remind myself that I'm <laughs> going, I'm going yeah, to die. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's a reminder that you're going to die. And they tell themselves this. Why? Well, so if they, if they remind themselves every day that they're going to die, then they're going to not say no to things. They're going to take advantage of every opportunity. They're going to do those things that we've put off, you know, like, you always think in your mind, oh, I'm going to write that movie, you know. Well, the stoic that reminds himself or herself that they're going to die soon, any day, they will get to get to doing those things, writing that movie, shooting that video, or, uh, you know, going on that camping trip, quitting their job and hitchhiking across the country. Whatever it is that they feel like they should do, go see the Rock of Gibraltar or go to Easter Island. I don't fucking know. But they'll do those things because they've reminded themselves that they don't have a lot of time. I'm going to die. And and I think having a powerful trip too is a way to remind yourself I'm gonna die if the trip. Yeah. It, if some people take that bad, they say oh, I have a bad trip. I I thought about I was gonna die. Well, there's another side to that coin, and the coin is the trip did you a favor to remind you you're gonna you're gonna die, right? Because yeah, yeah. now you know now go to the gym, <laughs> like yeah. go fucking do the thing that However, you want to do. A stoic a stoic wouldn't be as excited. A stoic would be like I'm gonna go. Yeah, the stoic. <laughs> stoic would be like, I'm gonna die. I know. So I'm, I'm gonna die, but you know, I'm, so, so I'll go to a trip. So yeah. How, so, how, <laughs> and so what? What are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna take Korean lessons. Yeah. I've always wanted to learn how to speak Korean, so yeah, I'm just man. gonna take Korean lessons. Uh, yeah. So these kinds of experiences are very invaluable. But like I said, I I I should really push myself more. Um, yeah. I, I wish that I did. It's been a hard year, 2020s. Uh, that I well, think on, I know on this, all of us. I haven't felt very motivated. Yeah, I haven't, this well, pandemic has fucked. Everything yeah, up, and when I, mean? I when it began, I thought to myself, "Oh, I'll do all those things that I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, I'll I'll, I'll write a blog every day. I'll do the, like I'll make How a many video. Zoom video. shows did yeah, you do? Yeah, I'll do a bunch of Zoom shows. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I and I didn't really do all of that stuff. Instead, I got a job, and uh, you yeah. know, I still do my podcast five days a week. But now, between my podcast and then I, I work a full time job, and I really only have time to do those things now. Uh, 
I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I, I don't have a full time job. I have a job, and I still have time to do my podcast. Yeah, you know. Uh, but you know, I think it's small stuff like this that makes a uh, kind of life worth living in a in a certain way. You know what I mean? You mean podcasts like this? Yeah, podcasts like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my daily podcast, your your daily podcast. Yeah. For, for what you do, you know, and it's, it's it seems so weird because look, uh, I'll be the first to admit, um, when you take a look at the amount of numbers and it's vanity metrics right it's like you shouldn't look at those uh how many views you get it all that's irrelevant you know but you take a look at it and some days it's like an ego trip it's like an ego shot but that at, at the end of the day you know how many people wish to be in your shoes you know to do a podcast to actually be productive like that it takes a certain individual man yeah you yeah, know yeah yeah and uh yeah, I'm, I'm reminded that at my regular job where, I, you know, I tell people I have a podcast. To me, it just seems automatic that I would have a podcast because yeah, yeah. all of us have a podcast. Like, all of our friends, we yeah. like everybody, we're just like, yeah, I got a podcast. And if you don't have a podcast, you're not doing nothing. You're like- not doing nothing, right. <laughs> but, like, when, where I go to work, which, which is at a laboratory, like, there's a bunch of scientists. And they think it's so cool that I, they're like, whoa, a podcast? No way, you have one? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, don't yeah. you know you could have one for free? Yeah, do you have, a, yeah, do you have yeah. a phone? Like, anyone can do one. I don't even know if they know that. I think they thought, they think it's like, wow, something cool. And they reminded me, oh, it is cool. I am in the enviable position where I have a podcast. And not yeah. only that, my podcast is over a million downloads. And I make money at my podcast. Yeah. You know, and I got crazy fans that mail me cool shit because of my podcast and yeah. and uh so it is cool i gotta remind myself yeah it's dope it's yeah. it's, it's worth living what's your podcast called by the way it's called weird af news yeah you just do just weird i do weird news five days a week five days a week yeah. monday, monday to friday yeah and on friday i only do weird news from florida <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah that's right. so how long are your podcasts usually so they're typically 15 to 20 minutes 15 20 minutes how many yeah. how, how many different stories so I'll do three stories a day. Three stories a day. Yeah, pick three from anywhere around the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. That's 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 uh you know, that's kind of like the format of of my podcast too. But my me, I just tackle whatever. I f- try to, I try to find the funny poli- politics one, the funny tech one, the funny world yeah, that's news cool. one. That's cool. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so that you can cover all your bases. Cause you I got, can cover all my bases. That's yeah. how I get my news. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you're getting your news this way anyways. You're interested in this stuff. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so you pick, what do you pick? Your favorite ones from? So I, I pick I pick one political, one tech news, one world news, one sports news, one entertainment. Oh my God, you even do sports and entertainment. Oh, yeah, I do one weird news. You do a weird news too? And I do um, I do the trending the trending YouTube video today. Mm. You shouldn't do the weird one anymore. You should just, in that segment, just be like, see weird AF news I get you know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. I'll do that every time. I'm like, hey, it's for weird news. Uh, by the way, uh, subscribe to uh, my good friends. Yeah, I'll do that. Fuck yeah. So Why now, not? you are you a sports fan, or you just put this information out there uh, because you? I'm think a sports people, fan. Yeah, you're a sports fan as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're a Laker fan, right? I'm, I'm a Laker fan, but yeah. uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, do do you follow NBA? Yeah, of course. Huh? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So now you're on the Brooklyn train. No, I'm not a bro- on the Brooklyn train, but. You can't say that Brooklyn's not a threat. Okay, so what? Well, what's going to happen when uh, when the cancer Kyrie comes back? Uh, I think it's. I think they're going to be even better. Yeah. I think. I think uh, Kevin and uh, Harden have the power to be like, hey, they, they're, they're going to put Kyrie in their place. Uh, so you think together they can tell him to just yeah. fucking do just just yeah. toe the line because uh, yeah. he's he's never been in a position where you have two power players like that. Yeah. That's of significance. Yeah. That tells uh, him what to do and. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but you know, I'm I'm a Laker fan. Um, I'm I'm going for the Lakers, of course, and for the NFL, I'm 
I'm I'm going for Tampa Bay, man. Tampa Bay, man. Ah, yeah. I'm a big Brady fan, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big. I'm a huge Brady fan. <laughs> big. Too. Could you imagine if Brady gets it again, and uh, the, just the feeling you would have if you were Belichick and New England? Well, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a I'm from Mass. I've so I've always been a huge, huge Patriots fan. And yeah. I, of course, I love Belichick and and I love Brady. Uh, but dude. Yeah, I mean, well, there's no, <laughs> there's no doubt that Belichick is one of the greatest. Cult, oh man, I'm uh, not. Yeah, I'm not. Cult, no, nobody uh, doubts Builders that. of a culture, and that's what he does. Yes. He, he's a culture builder more than he is an NFL. We, you know, he's an NFL coach, but he's really a culture builder. He builds a culture. Yeah. Um, and he w- it, w- it wouldn't matter whatever the hell he was doing. He could be a CEO of a company. He's going to build a culture. And that's what he does. I love that uh, Brady has shown us all uh, that. Wherever he goes, he can be a leader of men. Fuck yeah! And get everybody to buy into what he's yeah. doing, and to believe. Yeah. Um, and he's such a stand-up guy. Like you everything, know, everything he does is classy. Because yeah, his coach is an. I'm sorry to say, his coach is kind of an idiot. And so the coach isn't the one driving the ship, man. I think at the end of the day, these people believe in Brady, and yeah, he, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. and he's the one that's really steering this. Yeah. And, and of course you're going to believe in Brady. No one has a better work ethic than him. Nobody. He's at he's at the place at 6 a.m. before anybody else, studying yeah. tape, doing his thing. He's, he's taking he's care. Never, of, he's never he, been part of a scandal either. He takes care of his body better than anybody yeah. else on the team. You know, he does those those things that uh, make a make a great leader. You know, it's like, hey, why should I do this? Brady? Oh, Brady's doing it. Brady's running laps. Okay, shit. Then I guess <laughs> I'll fucking run. I guess I gotta run laps. Yeah, that's right. Brady was running laps an hour yeah. before you got here, asshole. Because that's what Brady does, and that's why he's a leader of men. I love. I love the, that he has a, a better team than he's had in a long time. Which yeah. is pretty cool to see. With Antonio Brown on it, too. Antonio Brown, yeah. Talk I about mean, a cancer. Yeah. You know what I mean? But well, that's that's the Brady effect, right? Um, yeah. Where he can take a guy like that and... and uh, Put him in his place. And kind of, like, lead by example. Yeah. And, uh, hey, you know, you want to win a championship? Because that's what I'm all about. So yeah. let's do this, you know? And if you want to win a championship, you better take this shit seriously, you know? And he had... Not everybody's a success story. Josh Gordon couldn't hang on, um, although you know they put his locker next to Brady's. You know uh, that guy couldn't, still couldn't handle. What it. about Gronk? Uh, Gronk? Could you? Yeah, dude. They, 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 dude. They have to have be best friends somehow. Yeah. Man. So Gronk comes out of retirement to do that, <laughs> yeah. and I and I and I think that if uh, you know he's just on a one year deal, but I think if they don't win this year, I think Gronk stays on. I think Brady will convince him stay on. Let's try one more year. Let's try again. Yeah. Because we're almost there again, you know. And uh, so stick with me. You know, maybe we gotta beef up our defense a little more. Maybe yeah, we gotta get yeah, a, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe we gotta fix a few things. But we're almost there, and then they'll compete again next year. Because a lot of these teams are going to fall out next year. You're losing quarterbacks next year, right? Like Drew Brees is gone forever. So now the oh. Saints have always been competitors, correct? They've always yeah. been major comp- So now Drew Brees is gone. This team is not the same. Uh, they're not, I mean, I, you know, they're not going to be Super Bowl contenders, I think, for a little while. For a long time, The man. AFC is the league that you, that is so competitive that you don't want to be in there. Your chances of going to the Super Bowl, it's always going to go through Pat Mahomes and now Josh Allen. So it's always tough to get Who to the Super Bowl. Who would have thunk Josh Allen, man? Uh, he, was, he was my fantasy QB. He, oh, what a great pickup, huh? You got them this year? I didn't even know. It you was didn't like, even know? Oh, my God. I, I was he, like, oh, okay, he's going to be all right. And all of a sudden, what the fuck did I just pick? I had him wow. and Kamara. Oh, my God. So I take it you won. Fuck yeah, I yeah, won. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, so was your championship game when Kamara had the six touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, my 
my god it was like literally everybody on my text threads was like are you fucking kidding me unbelievable it was done it was done what did he have 50 in the high 50s fantasy points yeah yeah fucking unbelievable i think it was like 64 or something like i had several people on my on my um a league texting me are you fucking kidding me those fucking <laughs> those, those exact words are you fucking I'm like I don't know what's you going know on. when he had some slow weeks leading up to there because when they had the, the quarterback shift and uh, Taysom Hill was the quarterback for a few weeks they weren't running the ball they weren't using Kamara the way they normally do so that game kind of came a li- came a little bit out of nowhere yeah. and my god did it win so many leagues right it just <laughs> fucking won so many leagues I'm very happy for you man yeah man thank That's you it's great I did not make it to the finals in oh, any of my no. leagues in any of my leagues uh, yeah very disappointing season it was tough to juggle around players getting COVID you're like what the fuck man yeah dude it was a hard year this year I know I, I, I mean this year for sports in general has to have an asterisk you know, so even the Lakers championship, has even the Lakers championship, you, I'll, I'll as a that. Lakers fan saying that. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm I, surprised. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just a basketball purist. There's something to be said about home court advantage being fucking playing in a Correct. bubble. But they were they were the best team. They were the best team. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm, even I'm, not, I'm a Celtics fan and I hate it hurts me to say that. But yeah. they, I think they were the best team and I think they're the best team this year, too. Yeah, I really do. I I. I hope Brooklyn has the success that I think they're going to have cause just because I want to see some other team really give it to them. Like, you know give what? Them some hey, competition. I'm not counting out Boston, too. Once Kimbo, once Kimbo comes back, yeah. man, Kimbo's a fucking powerhouse. Bro. Yeah, they got three great guys as well, so they're they're good. But I, I don't think they're quite there. But this Brooklyn team can <coughs> compete, I think, with the Lakers. I think they really can. And yeah. So I'm really glad that they made that, that Harden move just to see a, a level of competition. Yeah, man, that just fucked up the whole... It's pretty the crazy. Whole, it fucked up the whole algorithm, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? It's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen him go to Milwaukee. Uh, now, I don't want to see him go to the East, really, in general, because I'm a Celtics fan, but I would have loved to have seen them get help for Giannis, because I really love Giannis. Yeah, and man, Giannis I, and is And I don't cool. think he's ever going to win one, <laughs> and I feel bad about that. You know, yeah, I just don't man. think he's gonna. Yeah. Because I think he's so nice that he's gonna stay in Milwaukee, and they're just not gonna give him that. They're, they're not gonna not. give him some other guy. No. He's such a nice dude, though, and I just really would love to see him win one. Yeah. Um. So I really wanted Harden to go to go there. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe like they'll maybe maybe Bradley Beal will get dealt to Washington or some. I mean, uh, uh, Milwaukee or something, and, and and they can do he can do something. Uh, so, so you're. I'm. I'm guessing you're a big sports guy. I know you're. A big uh, yeah, I'm a big guy. sports fan. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's the question I usually ask for big sports people. Do you think this is it for sports? What do you mean this is it? Do you think that uh, that human beings have made all the sports that we can make? You know, what is the next big sport? Do you think the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, soccer, you think these are going to be the core sports that we're going to have for all of eternity? Well, no. I mean, won't won't there be like ultimate frisbee and zero gravity or something? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm trying to think, man. Imagine chucking a frisbee on the moon. It just goes forever. It just keeps (laughs) going and going. Uh, It'll be some sort of uh, crazy sport that has to deal with robotics somehow. I, I want... I want more sports. Like, I want new sports. I think it's great. I think sports are so cool, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, I, I, I think it will, maybe it will have to do with uh, a, a technology of some sort. I, I don't I don't know. It, is it just going to be esports and that's it? Oh, man. You know, because that's yeah, kind of, you no. know, that's kind of a, a, a letdown. However, you know, virtual reality sports is a thing, though. 
I've got an Oculus Quest, and uh, you know. So that, what are you playing tennis on there? And you can shit? play tennis. There's a, a couple football ones that uh-huh. you 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 actually it it doesn't feel like a real quarterback, but you know you're immersed. Yeah. And it does look fucking. It looks uh-huh. fucking cool as fuck. Uh huh. You know. Well, didn't the Olympics this year, they let in some new sports. It was a little bit of a controversial thing because there was some sports that they didn't let in to the Olympics. Like what? That should be. I forget. what it, I covered the story on Weird <coughs> News. Uh, what was the one that they didn't let in? Squash, maybe, wasn't allowed in. Something like that. <laughs> but instead, skateboarding was allowed in. <coughs> yeah. Uh, and BMX bikes. And I think they, and you know, they some international squash player. I, I, it might have been, it might not have been squash, but I think it was. Was like bitching, like we've been trying to get squash into this into the Olympics to get recognized forever, and they're they're letting skateboarding in. Like, what the fuck, you know? They were pretty upset about it. Uh, so I think, you know, in little ways, these these niche sports are getting pushed into the limelight, and with that, you know, it gets an audience, and then it can it has a chance to get popular, and then we might see some of these little sports that no one knows about go crazy. One of my favorite sports that that um, is wiffle ball. Which is kind of like baseball, but uh, it's with a plastic ball and bat. A very specific plastic ball that has holes on yeah, one, yeah, one yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah, I've seen it. And so it really can move in ways that you can't, you, can't, you can't make these moves with a baseball or a softball. This ball can do just really crazy shit. So I really love wiffle ball, and I've always wanted to see wiffle ball more recognized on a national level. Because I just is think there, it's, it's such it's, a it's, tremendous sport. Uh, is there a sport you like watching that you have no idea how the sport is played? That's uh, for me. It's curling. Like I don't know oh. how. I don't know how. It, I just love watching it. <laughs> it. It's kind of enjoyable to watch curling, right? Yeah. Like, but is there a lot? Is there a lot going on there? Like, don't doesn't it have to like just get? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't have to stick to a straight line. I don't know how the point system goes. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about it either. But yeah. it seems like a simple sport. The, um, you know, Australian rules rugby is a sport that I enjoy watching because it's so violent. I yeah, don't yeah, yeah, know yeah, yeah. what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like sometimes they kick it, sometimes they run with it, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. they pitch it to each other. Like I really don't know the yeah. rules at all. And I also enjoy, um, uh, is it cricket? Cricket. Yeah. yeah, I also enjoy uh, watching cricket, and I really don't know what's I going really on. I really don't know what's I going really, on with that either. I like it mostly because it's similar to baseball, I guess. So I, I kind of can watch, it and I think I know what's going on. Uh, but I, I really don't know what's going on there. Um, but I, 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 what I'm, what I'm afraid of happening is because what I would like to see is some, some international sports be more embraced here in the U.S weird sports from like who the fuck knows like africa like we come here but what seems to be happening is the the opposite which is american sports are spreading around, spreading the, world. around so, the world so uh like people are loving nfl football and, and well basketball of course is really internationally uh embraced soccer is uh, the biggest and soccer's by far we, but that doesn't come from the u.s i don't think that i mean i, yeah. I when i think of soccer i think of europe uh like the way like that's what. That's, but I could be wrong. Like, I don't know where it came from, but I think of Europeans. Do you think, do you think yeah. soccer will will ever have a footing in the U? It does to a certain extent, but I'm talking about will it ever be as big in the U.S. as it is as big in Europe? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I really don't think so. You know, I, not not certain, yeah. And and when major I major league baseball NFL, we got we got yeah. that shit unlocked. Dude. And when I say like, <laughs> and when I say I would like other sports from around the world to be embraced in the U.S., like I'm well aware that it's t- it, it'll only be a certain kind of sport that we embrace. You know, we really, we really want fast-paced, uh, high-scoring, 
big dick sports, right? Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. We, we like big dick sports. Yeah. Like kick it far, hit it far, throw it fast, run fast, hit hard, what lots about, of scoring. What about hit if, the baseball if, yeah. out of the stadium? Like we want that. We want big dick sports. So unless the sport that comes out of, let's say it comes from uh, Africa, it would have to fit those characteristics yeah, 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 yeah. i think in order for the u.s to really embrace it this is why we don't embrace soccer the because it's so low scoring it's so low scoring but could you imagine if soccer was like a typical game was like 50 to 62 we would love it yeah, right? right so we would like like what, what would happen if uh you know you took the goal and you made it three times the size yeah yeah yeah. and you put two goalies <laughs> yeah, you know like yeah, that yeah, now yeah, we'd yeah, be like yeah, oh yeah. shit there's, yeah, there's twice yeah. as much score i think we'd be we'd be into that if you made a little change like that uh, I think for Americans, we need these big dick sports. We're all about the big dick sports and a lot of offense and scoring, a lot of action. That's what we're all about. What do you think of uh, What do you think of lingerie football? Lingerie football. So, all right, I watched a little bit of that on YouTube uh, <laughs> because uh, because I wanted to appreciate the skill of the, of the, of the players. Are you a bunch of bullshit, motherfucker? My wife is here. She's gonna call you on your bullshit. <laughs> I was really no, I really. <laughs> There was a, look at there was a great tight end that I was following. It was really, and she really she could block and catch. I mean she she did it all. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciated some of these wide receivers. I was really. Um, what happened to that, by the way? It's just uh, I don't know. Was it one season and that was it? I, I know. I just I just remember love watching it. Yeah, I did. And, I, I I was you know I would. I, I, do, I wasn't watching it. Like, the girls are kind of covered up for the most part. I was watching it to see, like, did, do they really hit each other hard? Like, I, was, I was very curious. <coughs> and then I saw, wow, they're really fucking bashing each other. Yeah. And so th I thought, wow, man. I mean, I didn't expect that. And so I really was curious. On, were they really hitting each other hard? And fuck yeah, they were, man. They yeah, really, they yeah, really yeah. were. I, I like, I love football. And I'll watch, I, I'll, I'll even watch a little bit of XFL. You know, I gave it a, sh a shot. You know, I love. I the XFL when yeah they, yeah uh, I like on. football yeah. so much that I would I would watch anything like that where um, it's a great fucking sport man I just love it so much I, yeah uh, to watch especially um, and and you know as an adult I played some flag football I, I enjoy that too I love to play sports I, I still try to although this pandemic how has are taken you as that a, away how are you as a basketball player I'm all right I'm all right I'm okay yeah I'm okay I have surprising ups. <laughs> so like you would be like oh shit like and I'm very fast so like you know, yeah, like yeah, I kind of yeah, kind of yeah, come yeah, out yeah. of nowhere and grab a rebound out of your hands that you didn't you didn't see me coming so and and I can come around and take the ball from you pretty quickly like because you won't see me coming because I'm small and fast yeah my best sport though is uh, is baseball softball I I, I uh, yeah I'm I'm a very good uh, baseball player uh, I I I had dreams of being a major league baseball player when I was in the middle school and high school and I. I sort of tried to stay on that track, and yeah. so I devoted most of my spare time. Um, I had dreams as a Filipino training. going to NBA. Oh like, yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> I, you know what? I could have played pro ball in the Philippines, though. Y could you? Yeah. 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 You were that good. Yeah. Fucking a, man! I didn't know that. That's tremendous. I Scored, didn't know that about uh, you. Sixty-five points in one game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Holy shit! Sixty-five or sixty-three, somewhere around there. Mm. Yeah. This was 1964. This was uh, 20, <laughs> 20, this was 2000. This was before they had the three-point line. So imagine yeah. how many two-pointers I had to get for that score. Yeah, dude. Uh, wow, dude. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were such a baller like that. Yeah, I'm man. I'm very impressed. I loved balling, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like to play ball. I was playing in my neighborhood once a week with a group of uh, Chinese guys. Uh, I was living in Chinatown. And so I would 
the great thing about playing with Chinese guys is I was not the shortest dude there. Uh, yeah. So that was that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, dude. For once in, in a pickup basketball game, I was like, oh, all right, all right, okay. I think I'm gonna get a couple blocks today. Yeah. <laughs> I never get blocks. Uh, I miss these things about the pandemic. In fact, over this weekend, I called one of my softball buddies because we always played Tuesday nights and Sundays for all. Every, since I've moved in LA, lived in LA, I've played every almost every Tuesday night unless I had a show. Tuesday night and Sunday mornings. Uh, two games on Sundays, and we had such great weather this weekend. It was eighties, oh, and I man. called. I you called my buddy Jace. I go, oh, <coughs> dude, you know, normally we'd be getting together today and playing ball, and it'd be eighty degrees, dude, and we'd be having the fucking time of our lives, man. I miss it so much. And we were talking about how much we miss softball. This is another fallout of the pandemic. Not only am I not doing stand-up comedy, I can't even get together and play team sports. Which well, also depending on where yeah, you live, I bet you if you're living in uh, someplace else, like either Florida or Texas, you wouldn't have that problem. You, you know? think uh, I could get? You think we could be playing uh, pickup basketball? I called. Other I called. Places? I called Twenty Four Hour Fitness in Austin about a month and a half or two months ago, and I was like, "Are is your gym open?" Because I was just doing research. Uh, because I'm a Twenty Four Hour me- uh, uh-huh. Fitness member, and they're like, "Yeah, the gym's open. You can play indoors." Yeah, there, yeah there's people playing basketball. There's I'm people like, playing basketball. I'm like, oh, uh, "What?" And that's what I say. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> And this was a month and a half ago. Wow. You know? Like See, it's, it's things it's, like that. We're too. jaded here. Yeah, it things it's things like that that make me wish I wasn't living here during all yeah. of this. Not that I just want to get in recklessly playing, you know, pick up basketball with strangers at the gym, but like I have a crew that I would like to get together with and play a sport. Is and that it, really reckless though? Is it, it, that's where that's well, where I it think it's reckless if you do it at the gym with strangers. But I think if you have a crew that you normally get together with, we can all have conversations. Hey, you guys been tested? Is everybody good? Are you feeling all right? Okay, let's do this. But if it's a stranger at the gym, I don't fucking know this guy from whatever, whatever. I'm not gonna get involved in a sweaty altercation with this person under the hoop. Fuck no, man. Fuck no. Uh, I would. You would do that? I love basketball yeah. so much. <laughs> but you you wouldn't have to do that because you could just like, if you could hook up with like with five friends and not have a three-on-three three, like safely, like wouldn't you rather do that? And you could totally do that in those places. You can't really do that here. They've taken the fucking hoops off the off the backboards yeah. out here in LA. No, no, there's the hoops. Some, uh, yeah, there's some there's some uh, um, uh, parks that I, I, I shoot every once in a while. You do? Yeah. Man, fuck. Do you want me to invite you? Yeah, yeah. please do. Okay, yeah. I will. In my old hood Chinatown, we had a nice. They had a, they laid out. We had a nice new court. It was redone last summer. Yeah, they redid the whole thing. You're and so surprised. What? They had, they <laughs> repaved it. New glass backboards, dude. They're fucking sweet. And now <laughs> I drive. I drove by. The the hoops are gone off, and there's that's, there's yellow tape around the court. Shame. And I keep seeing that, and and it's so fucking sad. You know, it's because that's that means like not even a father and his son can go there and shoot the two of them and shoot around a little bit yeah. they, you can't even do that yeah in la that's kind of fucked up but you're saying there's some hoops that you can still get to yeah yeah i was just there with my wife and she was just sitting at the bench and i was just shooting around well oh, that's incredible man yeah, yeah dude I've, i'll shoot around yeah well, uh, um uh, real quick um so when was your last comedy show okay so my last comedy show was uh november that was your last time you got on stage yeah Fuck. Before that, it was May. But uh, yeah, so I was invited to do a, a, a private show popped up. It was at an apartment yeah. complex on the roof. I mean, I still do open mics. Yeah, and so we got to do it for these people that lived in the apartment complex. Yeah. They all came out, sat socially distanced, brought blankets yeah, out on the yeah, roof. Man, you, sh- you should go out with me to these underground open great. mics. I don't know. I don't know. You should go with me, man. 
It's your, it's your calling, bro. <laughs> it's fucking, it's, it's fucking, know, it's fucking comedy prohibition, I never, bro. I never enjoyed open mics, anyways. I never enjoyed either. Like to, now, just to throw this other layer of danger on it, just seems like a bad <laughs> idea. Like if you were like come do these underground shows, I'd be like, okay, you got my attention. There is an underground show that I go to every Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, and it happens a, it's where a backyard. In, in a backyard. Yeah, and okay, you know, it's 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 very discreet, but you know, there's people, there's an audience. That's amazing. Yeah. I would love to have a show like that. Yeah. I don't have the space, but yeah. I would love to have a show once. It's just crazy that we have to fucking resort to these kind of measures. It's over so here. nuts. You know? It's so nuts. And if it's not on private property, then, you know, it's, you're fucked. You're totally fucked. Yeah. So this was at a, a private uh, in Hollywood at, an, at a very high end apartment complex. And so we were we, we were able to do it. But most of the shows aren't popping off. Yeah, uh, especially well, certainly not at a venue. Um, but yeah, I would love to have a little private backyard show. If I had a backyard, I would I would do it. I would do, do it. Do in your living room, bro. Do it in my living room. <laughs> How many people can I fit in my living room? <laughs> Seven. Do you live by yourself, by the way? I just got a roommate who moved in yesterday. As a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is he a comic? He's not. He's a. Uh, He's an oceanographer, an ocean okay. an ocean type scientist. He goes and dives off the coast here and oh, and takes like fuck? soil How samples. Interesting. He he tags sharks and other wildlife. Could you tell him if he could go on my podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I'll tell him to come on your podcast. I'm sure you could get a lot of interesting stories out of him. Yeah, dude. He was telling me he tagged a sixteen foot uh nurse shark before, holding the tail. Fucking on, he gets these sharks, and he, one of his uh, one of his jobs is to if they pull a shark on a boat, he'll he'll hug the head of the shark and put a hose of water in its mouth and keep the hose <laughs> in his in its mouth while they tag the shark and shit. Yeah, yeah, like he's got an exciting career that's still happening right now. So shit. yeah, well, much credit to that dude, man. Dude, that fucking guy's killing it, man. He dude. loves his job too. Yeah, it's like imagine like really loving your job that much. He's like gets up gets up so excited to go to work because every day is like an adventure for him. And, and cool. are, are you still uh, are, are are you uh, are you single? No, 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 uh, no. I have a lady. You yeah, have she, a lady? Yeah, she's in Singapore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I did she's it. Singaporean. She's Singaporean, correct? <coughs> and uh, she's she's been over there for the majority You're of the with pandemic. one of our peoples in a different area code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of your peoples for sure. For sure. Uh, our peoples and not we yeah. our peoples. You know yeah. what I mean? I think the uh, the last time I was on your podcast, I I was with I had just uh, was, did I just met meet her or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, I yeah. just met her when I was on you guys' when we were jamming away. Uh, yeah. See, so uh, is she ever gonna go here? Yeah, we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. We we um, uh, or perhaps I might I, I I might go there, but it's a situation when uh, it's a little more you tricky know, there because there's a two week there's a two week quarantine there. It's a mandatory when you enter the yeah. country, and so I would have to get a month off of work. So this how long have you spent in Singapore? How many days have you spent in Singapore total? Total, uh, so probably two weeks. How is it? Probably almost probably seven weeks, two months how is total. It? Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a nice place. It's very clean, <coughs> very safe. It's a little too humid, in my yeah. opinion. It feels like Florida. Yeah. Um, it's very urban. Is, is it considered third world? No, 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 no. no. It's a very wealthy nation of yeah. uh, about five and a half million people who just are extremely wealthy for the most part. It's a wealthy nation, and it's the most urbanized country in the world. It's uh, it's because I was born in a third world country, oh. like. Like I, I always say, people like I still remember images. 
Yeah. From when I was a kid. I mean, that's third world central, dude. Yeah, that you is. Know? Yeah, this is not that yeah. a, a, at all. At yeah. all. It, it, fascinatingly, though, it is the most <coughs> urban urban country in the world. 17 by 34 miles, it's just one big city. It's just a giant island that's a city. There's very little... Uh, gr- like, there's not a lot of parks, spread out spaces. It's just a, an, a big city. Yeah, stuck there, and five and a half million people just on this little plot of land, That's and they crazy. just built straight, straight up. How'd like, you meet her? Uh, I met Cop. her here in L.A. She was here for a uh, business. Oh, okay. And uh, oh, was it your typical like? Oh, the joke that made me fall in love with you was no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. She did not see me do stand up while she was here. Uh, oh yeah. And I don't I don't I don't uh well if I meet so, if I if I meet someone at a show or I should say back then if I met someone at a show it would that's fine but if I was if I was going to meet someone off a dating app let's say I wouldn't have you, Yeah, same here. I, dude. I'm it's like, such a bad idea. I don't have them come to a show. It's a terrible idea because very terrible. Uh you don't know how the show's going to go anyways. Like certain things can happen at a show and they don't go well and then you look really really bad. Have you known people that bring their first or second date to an Sh- open mic? Well, not an open mic. I've known be- people like this. Like, what the fuck? That's just that's stupid. crazy. That's I, just it's, stupid. It's stupid to bring the first date to the show. In my opinion, never mind the mic. I mean, that's awful. That's really a bad. I mean, unless the, unless your date wants to try it, you know. I mean, not I'm, even that. I'm, 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 I'm I'd probably like, give other alternatives, man. I no, you can't. Uh, that's the worst. That's the worst. And then I mean, put, I mean, she's seen you do stand up. Yes, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, she's well, seen me do stand up in five, six different countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now and and so yeah, she knows. Yeah, my wife has seen. Uh, you know, I didn't even invite her to comedy shows anymore. I'm just like, you've seen, you've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, they get to that point. They get to uh, that point. Dude. I was with a woman in New York City. We were together for many years, and it got to the the last the last couple years. I don't. Maybe she went to one show during that time. Like she had had enough of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they they get to that. How level. long have you been with her for? Like a uh, year. The, the Singapore. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Uh, so it's still not, very not, new. Still very new. Yes, yeah. correct. Very very new. Very new. Uh, but yeah. But Congrats, it's, man! It's I'm, well, I'm always you. so happy when when uh, pe- when uh, my comedy peers find love, man. Yeah. You know, when they find that significant because that's really so important for your mental health, just for life in general. You yeah. know, like you don't want to be, you know, I've seen these people that are in their 50s and their 60s and they're just alone. I, mean, I don't want to do that. You know yeah, what I mean? And, like, and you get to that point where like you're you're past the point of really finding someone now. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, we're, we're in our late 30s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we could. But like when you talk about. These people who are in their fifties, oh yeah, com- yeah, like yeah, comedians sure. that we know who are in their late forties and fifties, that are s- s- these single guys. It's really sad. Yeah, there, there's just really I don't want to say there's no there's zero chance, but it's extremely slim chance when you get to that level that you're gonna find somebody at that yeah, point. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Now unless it's another <laughs> comic. Yeah, yeah, another. Com- <laughs> yeah, it could be another. <laughs> Pathetic comic, yeah. Oh that, that, god, that, that of course could happen. Could happen. Yeah, but, but yeah. I never dated comics ever. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. I, that's never a good idea. Uh, I know plenty of uh, my comedian friends have dated comics. You know, I've known plenty of uh, female comedians that's just been passed around to different comedians. 
as girlfriends. <laughs> as girlfriends oh, or, yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah. one night stands, you know? Sure, sure. Well, I've certainly had my share of hookups with with comedians, but I I never took it to any further than that. I I think it's a bad idea. You know, they say you like, know too many of the same people. Don't shit where you eat, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and so I think there's something to that. To that. Now, granted, we don't work in an office, but this is someone that is in our industry, and we we are going to work with them, and they're going to be around the scene. And I I just think it can lead to some unnecessary drama and. Yeah, stupid shit like that. That I just, you, you know, it's hard enough just to stay on your game in comedy, and uh, you know, this other thing can be just a major. You don't want another. You don't want a distraction within that comedy community. Yeah, you want to be embraced by the comedy community. You want to use it to, to your advantage, and uh, <coughs> so I think you should keep it professional as often as possible within the comedy community. Yeah, that's why you should be nice to everybody, and you know, just be professional. Exercise a little humility and modesty. Oh well, yeah, you know that'd I mean? be yeah. That's we could use a little bit. By more the way, uh, uh, before you leave, I just want to know what your process is. What your process is for um, writing jokes? Oh yeah, sure. Is it uh, does does your podcast kind of relate to the jokes that you say on stage? Does does it correlate? Do you ever bring do, do you ever bring that crossover? I never do. I never bring it uh, the podcast to stand up. I've brought the stand up to podcast. I've I've, uh, I've you've s- never brought the podcast to stand up? No, you, you, never. No. No, no, never. I never. My jokes aren't like that. My jokes aren't topical. Like I don't do news jokes. I don't do that kind of material. You know. You know what I try to do with those, those news articles. Like let's say, like yesterday, I was reading an article, something saying about how the WHO, the World Health Organization, considers something a ca- catastrophic moral failure, in quotes. And I just went with catastrophic moral failure, and I was like, "Could you imagine if, uh, if, if your parents uh, told you that? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of uh-huh. try to make it not topical, but kind of uh-huh. like related to me. Uh-huh. You know, and I just and it's just all one one stream of consciousness. You know, and there's I, a, yeah, I find it works for me. There's a way to do it, of yeah. course, of course, and of course, the stories that I'm covering are hilarious, anyways. And you could get on stage and just say some of these headlines and the, it would get a laugh yeah um but a lot of my my, my comedy is very autobiographical it's personal point of view and stuff about me and yeah, my yeah, experiences yeah. i've noticed that yeah. yeah so i that's what i like to talk about on stage so uh so it's separate from the podcast and yeah. but i do will bring my my personal opinions and and uh, some of the my humor a lot of times it's jokes that i've tried that never really like sometimes I'll find like jokes that I tried that never w- really work. Sometimes I'll be able to slip them into a story that I'm doing because it's related somehow. Um, do you like, write? Do you write every day? Uh, stand up. Yeah. No, no, I don't write stand up hardly anymore. Yeah. Very rarely. So what's your process for stand up? You just oh, so if you think of something funny, do you just jot it down or record it on your phone? And then do you find, do you find yourself improvising on stage? Like you got bullet points. Yeah. That you want to hit and then where, wherever it takes you, it takes you. Uh, but I'll first I'll um. I'll usually improv into the, my recording device, uh, audio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, audio improv. Maybe I've even just, maybe I've taken the idea and I've done it in the shower. And I'm just fucking, yeah, yeah. Some of the, and then as soon as I get out of the shower, I grab the phone. Okay, this, uh, yeah. This, That's what this, I this, do, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so I'm kind of improving the bit into my phone and then I'll come back and listen to that and I'll be like, okay, I, there's a few things in there I think I still want to say. I think yeah, some of these yeah, are funny. Yeah. But I don't do it verbatim yet. I, I just say, okay, I want to say those things. They're still bullet points. 
and I take them to the stage and then I improv them. I'll try and kind of say them the same way I said coming out of the shower or wherever I happen to be where I recorded yeah. it because, of course, I've listened to it a few times, so I sort of kind of get a gist of how I want to say it. So I'll, I'll, I'll paint a picture that's kind of like that um, from, the, from the recording. But it never ends up being the same way, just because when you're on stage improving, you know you don't know what kind of way you're gonna go with it. Uh, but that's that's definitely it. I don't like to have it already written out. See, that's the way I used to be. Yeah. I I used to be verbatim, like yeah, what I, I did what I write well. out, and all of a sudden, like uh, I don't know where it came in my stand-up career. Uh, but I was like, I just want to hit these bullet points and see what I could do to improv. Yeah. See where it takes me naturally, you know, well, because I feel like if you're doing the verbatim stuff, you're just stuck. You're just like, you're stuck to these words. Yeah. So a couple of things are going on there for me too that makes it a better choice to improv is yes, you, you, you kind of have put braces on it in a way where you think that these are the only things you're going to say and you've spent time memorizing it. So it actually has more weight. In your mind, you're like, no, no, but I memorized it this way. So, I, I should, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I, I really don't want to waste that all that time I spent memorizing. Yeah. So that time can be thrown away when you're improving, of course. And then the 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 other thing is there's a there's um there's more of a chance to fuck up when you when you're doing it ver verbatim on stage. There's that pressure of saying your lines as as you writ wrote them. That's just the added pressure that you really don't don't need. Right. Because you, you, you're going to fuck up a line and then that's going to throw you off a little bit to have it so rigid that just puts this added pressure on yourself yeah. I, I think and yeah. also when when you the other thing that's happening when you have it verbatim is you don't the first few times you do it you're not going to sound natural because you're repeating a script and uh it before you've figured out how to speak it conversationally it sounds like a script it sounds so scripted yeah it sounds scripted which means it sounds very wooden and um that's off-putting to crowds because it's it sounds unrelatable you sound like a robot and or, you know and the crowds want to you know, as you know, the crowds want to feel like this is completely off the cuff. It's natural. Cuff, it's yeah. happening for the first time right in front of us. It's a magic moment. And in order for you to make it feel like a magic moment, like a first time thing happening, the way that you deliver it must be natural and conversational and also sound like it's, a, oh, and, you know, and, and sometimes and these are little things that I think the audience needs to know that we'll we will do. Sometimes you'll. I'll, I'll purposely kind of stutter or fuck up a word just so, and, and like I'll search even I'll search now I know what I'm going to say but I'll make it look like I'm like um, like if you had a watermelon yeah you know? yeah yeah, 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 like, yeah. I knew I was going to say watermelon I've said it a million times right but I make it sound like I just came up with it you know yeah. and, and those the, subtle pauses make yes, a difference I, yes. like, like when you've been in a comedy game for as long as we have like you you start to understand the importance of subtleness and just like small nuance you know what i mean yes it, it's yeah. it's so uh it's like I, I used to have a joke like um one of my recent jokes was like like you know we have half of the population that believe the the the, the covid-19 is a precursor to end of days we have the the speculations of of uh, the dollar spiraling out of control out of all this bullshit i'm just thankful that Netflix re release uh, Cobra Kai season three, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's you know, like the, that's false sure, subtle. You know sure. what I mean? Absolutely. And you know, the <laughs> audiences are quite sophisticated now, and they can sniff out a joke. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, uh, I'm sure your audiences, uh, they're fans of um, of stand up, so they know this that the audiences are very sophisticated. They can sniff out a joke. So, because of that, we have to wrap them up in a more of a surprise. And so, I think that's where 
being conversational can come in handy because a lot of times if you're just conversational, they don't see it coming. Just like when you're cracking a joke at work, like it's it usually starts with a conversation. You guys are like, did you see that thing last night? And then you said that one, and then yeah, a yeah. joke slid in there, and they, oh shit, we didn't know, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. thought we were just conversing, and you slipped a joke in there. Wow, what a big surprise! It'll always, it usually get a big laugh because it's a converse, it's so conversational that they didn't, they don't see it coming. So, as comedians on stage, um, it helps with the surprise if you're a little bit conver more conversational. Not everybody does that. There's still comedians who are like, ha -na -ha -na -ha. Yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing you know wrong I mean? with that. There's nothing you there's know? nothing wrong with that. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the audience knows that after the hamana hamana comes the ha <laughs> you know? And it's kind of it's not surprising. It's not, you yeah. know, and they can sniff that out. And I think a lot of audiences will find that to be a little cheesy and it's it's old school, right? It's old school, yeah. And that worked when audiences weren't sophisticated, but they're so sophisticated now. They've already watched <coughs> hundreds of hours of stand-up on Netflix. They've they've seen it all, right? We're not gonna surprise them. So how do we surprise them? We get you gotta work at it, you gotta work a little extra. You don't let them see it coming with a having a having a Hey, hey, hey. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, even they know that bit, that little pause. They're like ready for. Oh God, here we go. Aha, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm supposed to laugh. Um, and and you know, there's also something to be said when letting the audience know when they're supposed to laugh. But I think there's a fine line between that and really coming off as very cheesy and old school. You know, with the hey, 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 yeah. You know, like even you make a. Sometimes the the comical. Oh, it drives me crazy. The comical like make a face. Yeah, like I like. God damn, dude, just fucking stop. You don't have to spell it out on the blackboard. Joke here. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Laugh. I mean, what the fuck? So, I, you know, I... This is how I tell my jokes, by the way. Yeah, this is... A, <laughs> I know, I know. You, you have a fluorescent light that just goes, laugh now, <laughs> applause. Punchline coming ah. in five seconds. <laughs> I uh, this is this is something I enjoy talking about because for me it was a real struggle uh, for the first half of my career. You know, I've been doing stand up since uh, I began in 2004. Um, yeah. For the first half of my career, I was one of these high energy guys with a yeah, you know, and, and and it was really ridiculous. And it took me years and years to uh, to become conversational and relaxed like I am. And yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now I'm so subtle and so relaxed on stage and my, my stuff is extremely, I'm very quiet with my delivery. It's not in your face. I'm very conversational. It took me so long to get there. And uh, I put a lot of work in, in that. It's, it's hard to do it that way because you have to become comfortable operating in silence, as I call it, swimming through the silence. Yeah. A lot of com uh, comics aren't comfortable with any silence. They'll speak through the silence. Um, they'll amp up the volume. They'll just do other things out of nervousness because they don't, they're not comfortable with some silence. And when you learn to be comfortable with silence, which will happen if you bomb a lot, uh, then you can get comfortable being conversational because... Like when we talk or when you talk with your friends, you take a break. Yeah. You know, you you, you say your thing, but then, and sometimes you search for something. Oh, oh, and it was my mother. It was my mother. It was 1991 or like whatever. You yeah, take yeah. a break. And uh, it's it's hard to do those things in stand-up because you're some, it, it's hard to get comfortable with those silent moments. We always feel so naked. Like we got to fill it with everything, you yeah, know, yeah. fill it with energy or fill it with more and more words. But um, less can be more, um, yeah. you know, uh, as, you, I, as you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've always been high energy, you know. It, 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 I think it's it's just an extension of myself. I'm, I'm just like an extra, an extra extrovert. So um, I do find moments of, of silence, and I'm not uncomfortable by it. 
but I feel like I always acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one. So it's silent right now. I'll be, I'll be that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, I find that all interesting. Just like, I know we've been in the comedy game since the early 2000s. Same here. And I've just seen the evolution of comedy too. You know, it's like comedy back in the 80s, 90s, 2000s were much different than the comedy now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't know in a good way or a bad way, but it, there's definitely been a progression. I like it. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, because I look back at those comedy specials and they, I, I think they're, they, they come off a lot as inauthentic. And I, there's something about, there's something about the authenticity of a Dave Chappelle, you know, when you watch Oh, his, 100%. So when you, if you take his, if you take Dave Chappelle's specials, that the last few that he had, well, four of them or whatever, and then you, you compare that to the, the comedy specials from the 80s, I mean, it's like night and day. I mean, outside of Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, if you watch Bill Cosby himself, which is from, I believe, 88 or 87 or something, that special is very special. Um, and the prior stuff as well. Um, but a lot of it was what, what, I, what I thought was inauthentic, untruthful stuff. Just stuff yeah. that, it was like people just, just did whatever they needed to to get a laugh. And it was corny shit and it, they did whatever. Um, and, and I like where it's gone. I like how truthful it's become and autobiographical it's become. I like when people talk about their darkness you know, I like the Doug Stanhopes. I like the, <sighs> you know, when you see Rich, when so Richard really put the push this, <coughs> you know, the, to, to see a guy get on stage. He was the OG. And talk about how he lit himself on fire or he shot his car with a gun and he was going to shoot his wife at the time or whatever. Like to see a comic get up and share that darkness, that truthful, uh, that tr- those truthful moments about themselves. Um, I like that about comedy. Um, and, and so I like where it's gone. I don't like, I don't like to see a joke that anyone could have said, you know, I don't like, you know, I, I you must be a fan of Bill Burr then. I like the stuff that's really personable, Yeah. you know, really personal. So I do, I, of course I love, I love Bill Burr and Louis and I love Tom Segura and, and Chappelle. Yeah. I love all these guys. I love the truthfulness in, in what they're saying and that they're really sharing their, their, they're secrets. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Secrets are juicy, you know? Yeah. If When you tell someone... Uh, it makes you more vulnerable I, looking, too. I thought about fucking a tranny. You're like, yeah, come yeah. on, man, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you know? There's something There's something so special about that. Whereas I don't get that from, um, you know, you guys been on an airplane? Wow, you know, it's fucking small seats and, you know, it's like, no, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear about the time you thought that you wanted to hijack the plane. Like, yeah. I want that thought because I've thought about it when my flight is delayed, you know. I thought about, like, taking the fucking wheel or jumping out the window and sliding down that ramp, like, to get the fuck out of there. I want to hear that kind of stuff. I don't want to hear, like, the stuff that I like is, you know, which sometimes you'll, you watch a comedy show. I like the jokes that stick with you, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Jerry Seinfeld's jokes never stick with me. Yeah, they're just like they're funny. They're but funny. But they, they don't, don't stick yeah. with me uh, because I don't. To me, he's not sharing enough about himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if I watch it, if you watch a Doug Stanhope show, like I love Doug Stanhope. Uh, those jokes stick with you. You know, they stick with you because he is 
sharing so much. He's taking such a bigger risk. This is why he doesn't have mainstream appeal. You know, a guy like Doug Stanhope, where Seinfeld has mainstream appeal. Yeah. I don't think everybody likes what I like. Um, but that's what that's what I love is when someone really shares their darkness and those those hopes and secrets that they just they won't they never told anybody and then they tell you as the audience I think that's so brave yeah you know and I, I try to aspire to doing such things as well um, I, I, and I have a, a ways to go still I, I'm always trying to improve I hey, mean you both man and I, I hope it gets there's back always to, room for improvement I hope it gets to a point where we can we can work on our craft again the way we used to well let's cross our fingers man. You know, I don't think it'll happen in a in yeah, a, in, 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 a base, soon, in a basement open mic. <laughs> <laughs> not now. Look at it. We've been on here for two hours. Damn, really? I didn't even know. You know what? I mean, has anyone uh, watched us? Huh? I assume people have watched us, right? It's dropping on Thursday. Oh, this, it doesn't live stream as well. No. Oh, it's unlike your other one in no. that we used to live stream that shit. Yeah. Um, uh, since I uh, you you're doing this from the willfulness of your heart, this is a for me to you. What is this? Oh shit! This is some beers. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, this is like a surfing IPA. Look at that. It's a surfer chick. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, dude. It's, 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 it's totally for white people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Like, just because I like uh, IPAs doesn't mean like. Oh my god, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is white people beer. Yeah. Did you get it at Trader Joe's? Yes, you did. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> fucking white people. Well, uh, just uh, go ahead uh, with, with, with your sign off to say where people can find you. Um, well, I just have been telling people because all I'm really doing is the podcast. You can find my podcast on any of your podcast players. It's just a weird AF. A is in Apple. F is in fuck. News. Weird AF. Weird AF news. I have a website, weirdafnews.com. And you can find the podcast there. Um, you can, and uh, I'm also on Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter Funny Jones as well. So I'm Funny Jones on the social medias, but my podcast is Weird AF News, and it's Weird News five days a week. And I try and make it funny. I improv and I spell it Weird AF. Weird W E I R D A F News News N E dot com dot com correct. Uh, it's being recorded right now, so let's. Is it really? Oh, you're getting it on there. Oh shit. I don't see it. Yeah. Weird. Did you spell? Did I spell? Yeah, yeah. It should come up. W e i r d. Hold on, hold on. Oh, this one. There it is. Bam. Can you see it? Oh yeah. Is this your last episode? Yes, that was today's episode. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candle exploded in a woman's <laughs> home. It's now legal. I've never seen anything quite like it. The whole thing was a blaze. So, it guys, go to Weird <laughs> AF News. I do, uh, yeah, I do accents. <laughs> you do accents. I, I, I see that. Where do, uh, where's, where's, where's the link to like the Apple Podcast and stuff? Uh, so down below, Is those down one? there. So there's Apple right there. Should come up. Uh, Spotify's down there. It's everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google. Ah, oh, look at that. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. So, um. Fuck yeah, bro. It's on all the smart speakers, too. So if you tell your smart speaker, your Echo or your uh, Google Play, Google Home, whatever the fuck you call it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You to play Weird AF News Podcast. It'll play. Yeah. And it's on YouTube as well. Fuck yeah. You got a YouTube channel. Got to do it up. Are you doing the video, too? I used to do it, and then uh, it was too much work. So now I only do the audio. Just the audio? Yeah. But I'm going to get back to doing, I think I'll do one video a, a day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do but, it, right, bro. Right, but, I love it. But you know, the full time job's kicking my ass right now. So let me yeah, let me yeah, let yeah. me <laughs> deal with that. Let me let me deal with that for now. Uh I'm I'm lucky I get these five episodes out a week, man. It's like enough work to yeah, put these out yeah, and yeah. market them. I'm like I, I don't really have the energy to do much else after that. I think I'm getting old. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate right, you having me. Yeah, man. I it was really nice you. to see you. Really, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Likewise, brother. Yeah, this was great. When I saw you put the put the thing, I was like, oh man, I would love to. Sp-. It wasn't even like, oh, I want to be on a podcast. It was like, I want to talk to you. I yeah, wanna, I yeah, come yeah. Same here. I, I was like, oh, Chris Watson, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, because not all my friends are still here. Like, yeah, not, uh, not all our people are still well, here. Well, I have next week. I have uh, Jen Murphy coming in. Oh, so Jen Murphy's still around. Yeah. Oh, please tell her I said hello. Yeah. I really love Jen Murphy very oh, much. Oh, who doesn't love Jen Murphy? Jen Murphy's really tremendous person, man. Yeah. Yeah. Funniest females I and know. she's so goddamn funny, man. Yeah. And smart. I just really love Jen Murphy. I'm glad she's still around too. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. hasn't skipped town. I mean, a, no, lot, of, a lot of people no. have left. Yeah. So that's cool. All right, that's Chris, guys. Jonesy. Yes. Peace. <laughs>